This is episode four, and I'm your host, Trey Gotti. And Lady Elise. And this is hashtag Let's Argue. Mm-hmm. Oh, ma'am. How are you doing? Well, I'm feeling great now that I had my shot in half. So <laughs> I'm feeling awesome. So yeah, guys, I'm a brown drinker, so I like Jameson. So Oh, God. <laughs> for this episode, I decided to partake in a nice adult beverage. So now I'm feeling very, very good. <laughs> I'm a classy but... bitch, so I had wine. Oh, excuse me, I'm a classy <laughs> bitch. Oh, so so does that does that mean I'm ratchet because I like my brown juice? No, I listen, girl, we got my five bottles of Hennessy sitting on my counter right now. <laughs> Trust me, there's no judgment here. <laughs> and there are several different flavors of Crown right along with it. It is okay. Well, it is you all know right. What? Those bottles will be gone in about three weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, you know what? It will, now that I think about it. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely will. I don't know, because we had a party. So, you know, we had a party for Travis, and we have several, several bottles still here. And, yes. Yeah, we definitely need to run through one, but I kind of like to collect liquor, so that way we're never having to worry about getting more, but... Okay. So that means that I can only have one bottle. Is that what you're saying? No, that sh- that means that you have to bring a bottle, because you got to replace the one oh. drink. Okay. Okay, See, that's, that's fine. how that works. Yeah. I work every day, so I can go ahead and, and get a bottle. So and you know what? And we're not too far from several stores who can get one, so it's cool. And Lena has plenty. Yes, <laughs> but they do. But having your shot is making you feel a little better today. You good? Um, yeah. Today was a very stressful day. I was just texting somebody, letting them know what's up. Um, because she asked me what's going on. But you know what? I'm not going to let these people steal my joy. Because you know what? The mm. best thing happened to us this week. Yes, I do. We are we on, are on I Heart, Heart Radio. Radio. I Heart Radio. <laughs> I Heart Radio. And I tell you, that was the best email I've gotten all weekend. I was like, you know what? Thank you. That's all. Yes. That's what I needed. Yeah, it was a nice surprise. I was like, look at God just sprinkling blessings randomly. <sighs> yeah. When I'm, the praises go up. Hey, you know what? Blessings come down, girl. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, y'all. We are definitely on iHeartRadio. Um, if you know you're using other podcast platforms that you're not quite used to or is out of the norm, don't worry, we got you covered. We are on several different platforms, iHeart being the newest one. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and hopefully it continues to grow from there. But oh, let's see. Um, let's what's going on in my world? Nothing. You know, oh, we're going down to, um, but well, by the time y'all hear this, we will be traveling down to Miami for a little mini vacation. So going to see some family down there, see some folks and then come right back. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's something. So it's like, you know, as long as we go somewhere and get some sunshine, thankfully it doesn't look like they'll have any hurricanes this week. So we should be Mm -hmm. safe. Right. 
Sunshiny day. (laughs) All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and kick into press release. Press release. I'm going to start with some good news because it's a lot of clusterfucks on this list and it's just going to go downhill from here. Oh, so, <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of things happening. And um, yeah, so the first one um, are the Emmy wins. As you guys probably know by now, the Emmys was over the weekend and two pivotal wins, Billy Porter, best lead actor in drama, si- drama series for Pose. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Do you watch it? I do. I do. I have um, to catch up on this season, though. I'm, I'm a bit behind. But yeah, same. season but like one. Yeah, season one was great. Season two started off really good. Actually, are we in season two? We're in season two, right? I thought we were in season three. Is it three? Okay, so I saw one, two, and I'm in three. I'm behind on three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm behind. So, excuse me. So he won Best Lead Actor um, in Drama Series, and then Jarrell Jerome who was the actor in When They See Us, he won Best Actor in a Limited Series or Movie. So Which one? What, which character was he in When They See Us? Not gonna lie, I didn't even watch watch the movie because I didn't want to be upset. So I am one of those oh people. Oh my god. Girl, yeah, time I didn't. out. No. Watch. My no, seriously. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I had to take a break in between each yeah. one of the <laughs> each nope. one of the episodes, but let me tell you something. Like it is a very, like, oh my I gosh. believe you. I Listen, Ava, I'm not going to, I, I 100% believe you. I, without even seeing it, know that it was amazing. It was amazing. However, I just, I my spirit just cannot take it. I yeah, can't. I, listen, I, I completely understand because I'm, I'm always quick to say, I know this is going to be a, a body of work that's going to upset me. And uh-huh. it did. However, Ava, I'm telling you that that thing right there, like she did the damn thing. Yeah, she she's did. amazing. Everything she touches is gold. I get it. I was, I, I'm sure. You gotta, okay, you at least gotta watch the last one. At least watch the last one. I just, I'm not even gonna do it to myself. I think I, I just, I, I'm not there yet mentally. I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I, I'm not there yet. Like I have to. I really, I tried on several occasions. To get myself to really sit down and watch it. And it was like the feelings I was having just in preparation for it. It was like, you know what? It's not time. So we're just going to pause. Oh, okay. not going to do it. Yeah. So one day. I, I apologize, y'all. I'm probably the last one who hasn't seen it. And that is all right with me. I, I, I will check it out when I'm ready. But I ain't ready yet. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know who he played. I mean, I know the. Actually, I can probably look it up because I. Look like? hmm? I can tell you what does he look like? I can probably tell you. Um, jeez, let me see. Let me just. Is he the youngest this. one? I want to say, or is that the one that um could play two roles? Because there's I forget what his name was. Is this the is this the guy that was in Moonlight? Yes, that one. Okay, okay. So he played. So yeah, he did. He did the damn thing with that one because he's the he only did. actor. Yes, he's the only actor that played both roles when the person was um younger and older. So he was uh-huh. like in character the whole time, and he definitely did a, a phenomenal job in this in this artwork that Ava put together. I, I'm saying artwork because I'm. Oh well, my yeah, God. that's what it is. Yeah, but um. 
but yeah, so I'm not surprised about that. That award. Well, it sounds like it was well deserved. So congratulations to him. I mean, I'm gonna watch it one day. When next year? Okay. Probably, you know, it I don't know. When I just you watch it when it's no longer on Netflix. That's when you're gonna watch it. Listen, Fire Stick hook me up at some point. If it's on DVD, I'll buy it. Although no one has DVD players these days. I, I'm going to support and I'm going to do what I got to do. I don't know. I just feel like this is on the same level as like Rosewood, Mississippi yeah. Burning. Like the anger that it's is probably worse. Right. And I, that's what I'm expecting is that my anger is probably at an eight with like Rosewood and it's going to be at like 15 when with when they see us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. So I just, I'm not prepared. And I, Travis, he's real bad with those type of movies. He just can't. We, I don't know what it is, but if there's one thing that gets us to be really emotional and frustrated is, is those type of movies, especially when they're executed very, very well, which I have no doubt that it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, I think my sister couldn't even get past the first episode. I don't know if she ever finished it. No. Like, um, like what, what was it? The Hate They Give? I refused to see it simply because I was just expecting it to be that hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I ended up watching it on the plane and it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but it was like, okay, that's, it's tolerable. When they see us, I already know what's going to, I already know. Yeah. When they see us, I, I had to take like <laughs> intermissions in between each one. See, if I like, got to do that, I, and I know I'm going to have to, and that's why I just, I, I can't do it. I can't. I can't put myself through that. So one day, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So let's move on. Congrats to them. Um, great accomplishments. And we are always happy when we see our brown folks collect these accolades. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Kenya Moore and her husband, Mark Daly, are getting a divorce. Yes. Not surprised. Really? You're not surprised? No, I'm not surprised. Why? Do we need to run down this list? Is it because of Kenya? Or... No, it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with Kenya herself. Um, I think that throughout the... Let's just start from the point that when they were at the reunion and she told everyone, hey, no, we I didn't meet his parents in person. He didn't meet mine in person, but they talked on the phone. What type of shit is that? Like, I never even heard of no stuff like that. If I'm about to get married to someone... Like, we're going to make an effort to make sure that family knows who the person that I'm marrying is. Let's just start well, it. I didn't feel no type of way about that. Because, I mean, just putting my own business out there, certain parts of Travis' family I haven't even met. Okay, so, and that's fine. But I'm I'm not talking about an extensive amount of family. I'm talking about the people that matter. Well, I mean, it's his parents. Okay, but... At the same time, you met the person that's closest to him, which is his grandmother. I right? did. Yeah, okay. I met the ones that he considers, you know, matters. Okay. But, I mean, I guess I assumed that maybe they're not. I don't know how close they are. To, well, yeah, because then it Kenya, her her uncle. Nobody her met grandmother. anybody. No, nobody. Oh, met nobody anybody. met nobody. Oh, no, that's my okay. that's my main concern with that. So no one met anyone, and then on top of that, like. I just felt like they were just on two different pages and I felt she was doing too much when she was like, oh, I'm married now and I can't do this and I can't do that. And I just felt like you were just putting on so many airs to try to convince people. Like, who are you trying to convince? You trying to convince me or you trying to convince yourself that you're married? Let's just start. 
I will say there were certain instances where she was kind of giving me like the way she was describing him, it seemed almost like he was controlling. Um, well, but I wasn't sure if it was controlling to the point of trying to be protective of her or controlling like I'm the alpha male, do what I say. Okay, give me an example. Let's let's walk through this. So when she um well, several times she was just saying he doesn't want her doing a show and okay. that's why he gets upset. He doesn't want to be on camera. And she was like, but the time, every time that she would bring it up, it was like, she would break down from it. And it's like, okay, girl, if he don't want you doing the show, just say, you know, that's why he don't do, if anything, my response would be more so of that. That's why he don't even want me dealing with this shit. Cause y'all stupid. Y'all know what y'all doing. But it was more so of a, that's why he doesn't want me on here. No. And I'm like, okay, okay let's, why let's is that be? I would have to disagree. So here, here we go, guys. This, here's a let's argue point. <laughs> I would have to disagree on that because mainly she's, I feel like sometimes she can be a con artist because she wants people to feel sorry for her and she wants to build a story for herself because she doesn't have anything else going on. So being that she doesn't have anything else going on, she has to build this case to make her feel relevant. So when they were, for example, when they were in Houston and they mm-hmm. were at dinner, and then she got in an argument with a couple of people and then you know, left the table because she didn't want to go back and forth with Shamia. Mm-hmm. Goes into the bathroom and she's like, see, this is why Mark doesn't want me to do this because you keep trashing his wife. First of all, it wasn't even about being trashed. We were just asking you a question about why you felt compelled to have an attitude for us to do this community service. All Shamia asked her was, where am I going? And she's like, you can ask the volunteer. What? you can tell me where the hell i'm going like come on see i I don't know so i don't i don't stick up for kenya too many times but this past season i was kind of like eh, she's a bit more relatable because here's my thing if i'm planning an event and i give you the details and you show up when you want and then you come in straight to me i'm gonna look at you like you're crazy that's almost like coming to my wedding Oh, and I know that's extreme, but almost com- like coming to my wedding, looking for the bride to find out where you sit. Look, you ex- what you asking me for? It's my event. I'm working. I'm doing stuff. Like, that's how I read that. But then additionally, I think, I I truly do believe that Kenya Moore is a, she's one of those like attention seekers. Uh, I don't know if it's that only child syndrome. It, it actually reminds me of only child syndrome, but she definitely seeks attention no matter how she throws it out there. However, I also think that she makes piss poor decisions in men. I think that she, because she is an attention seeker, the the most destructive men or negative men um, give it to her. They give her that attention and they, and they disguise it as love. And I feel like she is, what's the word I'm looking for? But she, she's easily manipulated when it comes to that point in case. That last guy that she was dating, the one that just got arrested up in North Carolina. I don't think that was a relationship. She was just trying to get her child. I, I, no, listen, I don't know. Cause I really don't sit here bringing my, bringing my cameras and breaking my no. windows. Okay. Let's time this out real quick. Side note y'all again. So here we go. <laughs> so now we already know that Matt was crazy. However, Matt, it, that's was, the thing. it was said on numerous um, blog, I, I pages that she had asked him to do that like she paid him to be extra so that way it can look or be perceived as if 
he was crazy to build up her storyline. So she just went to jail for doing the exact same thing. Okay. Okay. Now he punched the chick in the face. I did see that. Okay. I kept up (laughs) on my stories this time. This week I was actually paying attention to what was going on. Okay. So that's what I mean. So if he has, he's, he's proven that this is not, this is his, his normal behavior. So is there a chance that she really did not pay him to do all those things? But the, the, that's, the, that's the thing. Okay, now I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence here because, yes, he was crazy. Yes, and I'm not, I'm not saying that all military people are mm-hmm. off. Um, but, yes, he did spend some time in the military. And he did? I, yes, and I believe that he had some cases of PTSD. So even with that, mm-hmm. she has been known to do stuff like this to make sure that she remains relevant on the show and higher than Nene. I feel like her and Nene have had this competition since day one. Since she arrived in season four, there's mm-hmm. always been this competition to where she wants to be the top dog. And that's yeah, but I, I don't, get that. I feel However, like it gets a little extreme though when you're if if because I, I don't know if I truly believe that she was paying anybody off. But wouldn't that be extreme to make a team as though? I mean, she paid she paid the truck driver. I mean, we know that one. <laughs> that, that we know. <laughs> she paid so him. Was, no, but there, no, there was talks too. Because Peter and Todd said that. Because Matt was trying to walk away. In the middle of the season, he was like, all right, I'm done. Da, 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 da. And it was like, no. Because you should stay on the show because she'll pay you out if you stay on the show. So he oh, stayed on the show so that she could pay him out for being on a reunion and all that stuff. So I don't even think that it was like a real on relationship there. Yeah, she was probably, you know, having sex with him because clearly he made that known when he was like, oh, you and we just have sex in my truck the other night because you wanted to. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I think so. I'm wondering, though, if he if at that point, they just figured, you know what, this isn't going to work. We'll just finish off what we started and call it a day. I don't know if she procured him initially for the sole purpose of playing her boyfriend. I don't know if I believe that. I feel I like I, be I believe I that anymore. I don't know anymore. Like, yeah, I, mean, I feel like she might have. When I with the truck driver, we all know that that all came out. We know what that was. We get it. But with Matt, I do believe that at some point she really thought he was a potential and started seeing the signs of him being crazy. I think they had a destructive relationship and I think the fact that they were filming in the midst of all of that, it was like, well, I can't go out looking crazy. You might as well, you know, we might as well just keep it going or keep you on the show to play it out. You know what? And then on top of that, another thing that I think of, and I'm not saying that anybody should not, should be quiet about this type of behavior. If somebody is doing this type of things to you, then yeah, you know, make it known. But I feel like every step of the way that he did something, she posted it on Instagram. Like that just makes with me. Matt? Yes, like yeah, but it. she didn't do that with the newest one. What newest one? Oh, you're What's talking about the husband, the so-called yeah, husband. Mark Mark Daly. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm just saying like I'm I'm saying this to say that I'm not sure what she does anymore because of the proven behavior that she has presented in the past. Like, I don't yeah. know what's real anymore because, and then on top of that, like, regardless of me eloping, y'all going to at least get an invitation. Like, my closest friends are at least going inv- to get an invitation. If you can't make it, fine. But y'all want to know what's up. But that's and, like, why I think it was a controlling factor in here because she didn't invite anybody. 
like for someone who's said that they wanted to have a wedding and want family and all that stuff that and then you went completely against what you would normally do so i i believe that this mark daly may have some controlling ways which is fine if he does that works for some people i don't know i so i do feel like this relationship might have actually been real at some point okay fine i do i'm I'm gonna drink a kool-aid on that one that's fine. I mean, I'll let you go ahead and drink it. I'm not going to let you die from it, but I'm going to let you go ahead and drink it. <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, maybe there was some some truth in the beginning, but I, mm-hmm. I really don't think that it was 100%. I really think it was probably 75. Maybe she, you maybe. know, had feelings for him and things like that, but I don't think that it was full on, yeah, this is real. Honestly. It could, I mean, that could be the case. I, it's very clear she wanted to, you know, get married. And I feel like some people, when they want something like that so bad, want the family, want the baby, they'll kind of settle for what they can to get to it. That's right. Um, that yeah. that can definitely have been a, va- a factor. So, mm-hmm. Whew, all right. Well, that was a good one. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Aaron Carter. You remember Aaron Carter? Um, remind me. So he is the brother of Nick Carter. Do you remember Nick Carter? You is this the guy from one of the boy bands? Yes, from oh. uh, Backstreet Boys. Yes. So his little brother Aaron Carter is beefing with his family. So wow. Nick Carter and his sister released a statement over the weekend. Um, and it's gonna be old news by by the time y'all hear it. But basically released a statement over the weekend saying that they were filing a restraining order against Aaron and that they were afraid for their lives. Apparently he keeps like guns on hand and he's mentally unstable. And Aaron being the messy queen he is responded with the video singing um, a lyric from Bye 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 in the mirror. So I forgot what line was it? Um, uh, oh, I'm doing this tonight. You're probably going to start the fight. Uh, you remember that song? I remember yeah. that song, but I'm trying to figure out why he's singing it. <laughs> the wise don't even. I I have no idea, but it just gets messier and messier. So then, after he released the song, um, there was still some back and forth between like different news uh, articles and things like that and blogs. So Aaron um, then released another statement talking about his brother Nick raped some 91-year-old woman named Mildred. Whoa! And was... <laughs> Seriously? Yes. I, and I hate to laugh, because that's a serious a- accusation, but it just came out of nowhere. But he basically was allegedly confessing that Nick forced him to help him in the process, and Nick rape this 91-year-old woman named Mildred. I don't know who Mildred is. Like, the way he wrote it, it was as if we were supposed to know who Mildred is. I don't know who she is. But that it's basically ruined her and that she was, you know, it's just, it was horrible. And then throughout the post, he's asking the FBI to step in and look into it. So then, that was that. That was, like, just a couple of days ago. And then, this morning, he released another statement. I'm not about to read it. But it was super long on Instagram because Instagram is public relations now. Um, and was basically saying that he just wants unconditional love. The brother. Aaron. Yes. Aaron said he just wants unconditional love. 
so now, so does this mean that he's doing all this stuff to try to get attention from his family? Uh, I don't know. It, none know of it makes sense. Every family has an outcast, okay? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out if he's just like trying to, I'm really acting out because I need love. If it's like one of those. I think drugs might be involved in this one. Oh, well then that too. Yeah, I think that I think that might play a part, but that's just me making a strong assumption. But eh, would it be too far off? Mm, no, probably not. So eh, that's that's <laughs> that. So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Aaron gets the help that he needs and that unconditional love he's looking for, and hopefully Mildred um, wasn't really raped. We're gonna pray that that was a lie. And that Mildred doesn't exist because that's weird. All right. We thought of um, R- uh, not sorry. I was I was about to say R. Kelly, not R. Kelly. I was <laughs> thinking of um, what's his name? <laughs> LL Cool J. I need love. Oh, when I'm alone <laughs> in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna hope that he gets what he needs. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. Um. You know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I take joy in reading stories like that because then it just reminds me that white folks got issues too. So, I said, it don't matter how much money you got, child. These people. That, that is facts. And a perfect example whew, comes from E! News. So basically, it's safe to say that Scott Dizick is not a fan of Corey Gamble's parenting advice. So who is that to him? All right. So Scott is the baby yeah. daddy of Courtney Kardashian. Right. And Corey Gamble is the black dude that Chris has been dating for damn, it's been a minute. Now that I think about it. He's like 20 years or so younger than her. Like he's super young, right? He's I mean, I feel like is he in his thirties or forties? I feel like he's in his forties. Okay. He's way younger than her though. Yeah, right? he's definitely younger than her. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's still he's still around. But yeah. so basically in the latest clip from this previous episode this previous episode from Sunday, um, of keeping up with the Kardashians, Scott explodes at Chris Jenner's boyfriend after he suggests physical punishment for misbehaving Penelope 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 is the wine child, it's the wine. Um, before I want to play y'all this clip, right? Okay. Okay. Because I feel like there's a lot of points we can take from this, but what I want to point out first, let me give y'all some backstory. So Courtney is basically saying that, um, Penelope was scratching the nanny's face and basically like hitting on her. And I guess in the midst of all of that, the nanny decided like, this is not working. So they parted ways. And Courtney is having trouble trying to figure out, well, what to do next. Kim also chimed in at one point and shared that North had a similar incident with their nanny. And she said that North tried to bite the nanny, then said, I don't want a nanny anymore. You can go home. Wow. So, yes, I thought that was very interesting. So I'm going to try to play this for y'all to hear. We're going to hope that it all works. Because we're raggedy and I'm doing it from my laptop. 
<laughs> next to the mic. <laughs> First of all, why you not call this raggedy? Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm sure most of y'all done saw these clips, but it's a whole like minute. And I feel like it's important because there's some lessons to be learned here. Okay. Y'all ready for it? All right. Here we go. I'm ready. Guys, I don't have a nanny anymore. What? She said Pete was really upset. She was putting her in the car and Penelope scratched her face. But Pete can be out of control. I think she almost like blacks out and like does these wild things. But like if you're a nanny, you also. I've never had. If a kid scratches, can you pop the kid in the so that right there let's pause that is a valid question he said if the kid scratches you can you pop him if a kid scratches you lease what are you doing oh i was going to ask you if you're if are you asking me because um i'm asking you too i'm asking everybody but what are your thoughts so far um i'm glad you asked me because and i was going to answer anyway even if you didn't ask But this is my thing. So I know that some people are not firm believers of popping, spanking, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I was popped and spanked and I didn't turn out to be a bad child. And I feel like sometimes when um, discipline is involved, I mean, not all the time you always have to put, make physical harm to the child. But I, I agree with popping and spanking. I don't have any issues with it. And, you know, what does the Bible say now? I'm just saying okay okay hold that thought you could also say something to her in the moment yeah i don't know the i think you, you need to reach out to her and mm-hmm. you need to say i am so sorry this is so much more serious than i think you realize because i had six kids not one time in my entire life did anyone ever have a complaint like this ever i scratched you and i used to slap my nannies like we need to take care of this before it gets too far out of control there's nothing i could take away from her physically that she will care about mason i could take away whatever he cares penelope does not care every kid is different i'm sorry but if he scratched me for no reason I'm whipping her ass. Facts. Facts. What? I would have whipped her ass. You would whip Penelope's ass if she scratched you? I would give her a spanking for sure. My daughter? What are you talking about? Scratch me. You would whip my daughter's ass if she touched you? No, scratch me. Scratch me. You would whip my daughter's ass. Why not? If she scratched you. Why not? A little six year old girl? That's what the are you talking about? That's the problem. Stop it. That's the problem. That's the problem. Okay, first of all, now you know what? Now, the thing about that is that I do agree that the nanny should not put hands on the child. However, the nanny should be telling the parents and then the parents should be making the decision on whether or not they're going to do whatever they're going to do in terms of a disciplinary action. But they're so, not. So they don't believe in disciplining their kids. And even okay. Courtney says, I don't know if y'all caught it, but Courtney says, because her mom, y'all can't see the footage, but Chris is sitting there next to Corey with her, her chin in her, in her hand. And she's just like shaking her head. Like what kind of shit is this? Like, that's what she, that's her face. That's how I read it. And then Courtney's, when she's like, well, Courtney, you need to do something about this. And she said, none none of my kids did this. And she's like, I slapped, I used to slap our nanny. I'm like, what the, 
What, what kind of kids? That's the problem. That's the problem. Because I feel like the kids are not shown respect. Like the kids are not being taught that they should respect their elders. And that's the issue. That's the yeah. issue. These parents are letting these kids do whatever the hell they want, curse, whatever it is that's out of line. They're not staying in the child's place. And I feel like that's an issue. Now, mind you, like, you know, at the same time, I'm not going to judge, <laughs> be a quick judge of people deciding whatever they want to do with their kids. Now, if that's what you want to do with your kid, then that's fine. But if I was in that position, I'm just, you know, for the record, because I know that everybody's going to be like, Lisa, I'm just saying, for the record, if I was in that predicament, it would be totally different. It wouldn't Listen. be no, you know, oh, I don't discipline my kid. No, I'm disciplining my kid. If they lay hands on the nanny, I'm laying hands on that ass. Period. Let me tell y'all. Y'all, you put it much nicer because I'm telling y'all right now, I fight kids. If you are dumb enough to sit there and not teach your kids to keep them hands to themselves, I'm going to have the same energy. They want to sit here and hit, I'm hitting right back. My nephew knows this. Don't, don't run up on me. Don't do this. And, come on i understand kids are young they do all these things but when it comes to people who are your caretakers family or even strangers and your kids are acting out and you want to sit here and you're like you know sit down and talk to talk if you're not talking to her why should i talk to that's not my child i don't care who she is that's not my child you you the one raising her this is your this is you this is your lifetime responsibility and you telling me talk to her as it really so how many times am i supposed to let this girl scratch my face before exactly. i scratch hers like how is this supposed to work and again no. i don't have kids so maybe you know the empathy that i would have just hasn't quite sprouted in my soul yet but right now i i completely agree with Corey. and here's the, the craziest thing my first thought when i was watching the clip was that wow it's amazing this entire family has pretty much profited out of off of like urban fashion, urban looks, black men, all these things that have to do with something around our our culture. And yet the minute somebody says that they would do something which is typical in our culture, it's a problem. Well, I mean, that's that's a whole other issue for another whole episode, child. <laughs> that's the biggest issue I had. Because that was my first thing. It was like, oh, so y'all can sit here and make babies with her. I mean, granted, Courtney didn't. But Scott has been hanging around all types of football, basketball, black actors, all these things. Like, y'all y'all cool to be around that and be in the midst of all of this stuff. But the minute you hear somebody talking like this, it's a problem. And I get it, it's his child, but your child is is literally putting hands on somebody. But that's the thing. So, like, okay, so just, just from my perspective, if I was watching somebody else's kid, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the one that lays hands on them. I'm going to tell the parent, and I hope they take the disciplinary action to raise the child the right way. Now, if it's my kid, that's a whole different other story. And I agree with you in terms of, you know, I, I feel like a lot of, um, people of other races may feel like they don't have to do that type of discipline. And even, you know, a couple of people that I know closely have voiced that they don't plan to, and they're black people, they don't plan to spank the child or use that type of bl- discipline. And I don't, I'm not in a, in a position to say, I disagree. I just know that for a fact, for my kid, this is what we're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you're watching my child, 
expect that I will give you guidance on how I want you to handle that. But if I know my kid is known to sit here and snap and black out, as she said, because if your child is blacking out, that's a problem. That's a whole nother problem. Ain't no toys or talking to about to fix that. But if my child is known to black out and do like spaz and do some crazy stuff to you, then I'm, I need to address it. That's my job to make sure that I address it before I put them in someone else's care. Because mm-hmm. one, that's not fair to them. That can actually cause damage to them. Who's that to say that that child hurt, hurt herself or himself because he's going through one of his, his, his issues? Especially if I know, like, come on now. Uh-uh. That's just, I don't know. For this one, I think, you know, unfortunately, Corey got a nice swift reminder of the family that he decided to, you know, sleep into mm-hmm. and understand that, hey, you know, it looks good to just sit there and just be quiet. Let these white folks have them white folks' problems. Yeah. They, they ain't got nothing to do with us. Just leave it alone. And Courtney, just hope your daughter don't scratch your eyes out. Hopefully you get her some help. But yeah. let's believe. Like kids definitely push the limit. They're going to figure out what they can do and what they can't do. And I feel like that's the problem because a lot of parents don't nip that stuff in the bud from the beginning. You just sure. think it's cute. You and then they mess around that. and they find somebody like me. I am the limit. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. She is me. She is I. Limits right here. They test this one. Be prepared. I have no shame. No shame at all. Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You know what? That's the second time you've used that song. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on from that that hot mess um i got one more story for you guys actually one and a half but this one comes from the atlanta i want to say atlanta black star but i'm sure i'm i'm wrong i meant to catch it when i read it but um you know it's crazy every time i see the title of that that article or the publisher mm-hmm. publication rather i think um uh, Never mind. Let me just keep going. All right. Okay. So the Atlanta Black Star, it, the title is, That's Why You Can't Find a Man. Oh, shit. And it's, okay. <laughs> you know what? This is funny because I used to do a lot of these article hunting um, or looking for articles like this when I was mm-hmm. like maybe 25. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? I'm going to say that that's going to be another topic of discussion for another show. I'm not even going to bring oh. it up. Go ahead. No, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's the title. Perfect. Here's the full title. That's why you can't find a man. Fantasia ignites controversy over her take on gender roles and relationships. Oh, from Breakfast Club. Yes. Okay. Yep. So a little bit I'm of keeping old. up this week. I'm keeping up this week. I man. see. I see. So it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's slightly, you know, old news, but it's still a hot topic. And I thought it would be good for us to discuss today. Yeah. So... The um, singer appeared on The Breakfast Club last Monday and opened up about how she feels some women are going the wrong way um, about finding love with a man. Mm-hmm. So she, and I quote, she says, we need more men to stand up and lead the way. She says, um, most women are trying to be the leader. That's why you can't find a man. You can't be the king in the house. Fall back and be the queen and let your man lead the way. She added that the idea that women can take the lead in the home is a generational curse in how society has placed our men and women have to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider. So now you're so bad and you can't, you can't be told nothing. 
that when the right man comes, you lose him because you're trying to be the man. She, um, just so you guys know, she eloped with her husband, Kendall Taylor, um, like three weeks after knowing him, right? And so during the interview, she went on to explain that women and men can still be equal because at the end of the day, she's the neck and the man is the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. It all works together, but you can't be the head of the house. You got to let the man be the head of the house. Still, Fantasia said, women have to learn how to submit. You can not You can still be a queen. A king need, needs his queen. It's certain things that he can't see that we see. Anybody play chess? We work well together, but the queen has to sit back and allow her king to be the king. She also acknowledged that it was a lesson that she had to learn, given the fact that she took care of everything, including her own family. But she credited her husband, who is a uh, felon who turned his life around and became a partner and COO of a courier service uh, for helping her come down from that. She said that he told her to pass it over to me and let me take care of that. Now, um, I really, so when I saw that, when I heard the interview, the minute that she was just like, that's why you can't find a man, I turned it off. I was like, all right, we're just going <laughs> to stop right here because I, my ears can only take so much. But I see what she's saying. And when it comes to women who are in positions to have to maintain everything, right? Mm hmm. And so when you're used to having to maintain everything, it may be hard to let old habits die because you have somebody who may be willing to take some of that load. But to just make a blanket statement and make it seem as though women have an issue with this whole gender role thing, that part bothers me, right? Because... I feel as though this only applies to women who are damaged due to previous situations. So mm -hmm. if you've been in a situation where you find yourself having to constantly just worry about you, because it's a struggle with anybody, even when I got with my husband, like I, it was hard to be able to be like, oh, I got to worry about, you know, where you at or getting dinner. And, you know, and then I realized I wanted that same thing. If he was out late, and he's picking up something to eat, well, you should ask me what I want to eat too. Like, it's just, it becomes one of those instances where you have to be a little less selfish. But if I'm a woman and I have kids and I'm constantly the provider and I'm the only one maintaining the bills and I'm the only one picking up the kids from school, I can understand the struggle it would be when I have a man who's like, oh, you know what? I could pick up little Jimmy and you're like, no, nah, I got it. I got it. I'll do this. Well, where's the bills? I'll pay this. I'll take care of that. Because you're so used to it, is 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 a is you're conditioned to do it. So I get what she's saying there, but I don't think that prevents women from being able to find a man. I think it's weak men who can't handle being able to step up and show the woman that he's actually there for the long run and willing to play his do his part. Okay. And that's where I think the message gets lost because it puts everything on the woman. It's, to me, the way I received it is like, okay, so something's wrong with me. Not me in particular, but it's the woman. The woman's too strong. The woman needs to back down. She needs to submit. She needs to let them do everything. So when is somebody going to turn around and give these messages to these same men who, when things get tough, they don't want to hang around? When they that's feel like they got to do work, they want to back up. When they don't want to do anything, it's like, ah, like you. a lot of them just want another mama. So, 
true. But I think you also have to take into consideration that a lot of the um, vocal pieces to where what a man should do or this is the role of a man are not as publicized as the women categories on what you should look at in this, that, and the third. I feel like, you know, because of the fact that it's it, it's so much, I wouldn't say pressure, but there's so much on a woman in terms of what's wrong mm-hmm. if she doesn't have a man, you know, because then you, you turn it to, into all these things about the Steve Harvey book and then not just the book, but the show. Mm-hmm. And then you have all of these Cosmo magazine articles about it. In addition to stuff like this, like, I feel like it's just so publicized to make it seem like, you know, obviously there's something wrong with the woman because of the fact that there are changes in the behavior of the woman. Right. Because of the fact that you have situations where the man's not there, now she has to play both roles. Like all of these things that cause a domino effect to where it's emphasized as to mm-hmm. why it's going on. But I'm not saying that men are not attending or researching on their own on how they should be in a relationship as well. I just feel like it's just not as vocal. I agree. And that's, I think that's the, the part that, well, I agree and I slightly disagree because I don't, I think it's I think we're saying the same thing, <laughs> but you're right. right. It's not it's not vocalized. It's not publicized as much. Like the earnest isn't being put on men as often. The mm-hmm. expectation I think people expect that when a man shows up to the plate, he's coming prepared and willing to do whatever he needs to do to you know make everything cool. And that the woman's side, like she has to be the one that's willing to put her guard down and she's so damaged and she's gone through this. And so, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn to trust again. And it's like, okay, but damaged by who? But no, but if you look at it, there's so many things as to why that may be the case, because if you have a woman that's going through all of these different strides or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, basically building a guard because of whatever she's dealt with, you know, if a man deals with the same things, you know, then it's like, okay, you know, it's not as publicized because, oh, now he's being emotional because he's considering all of these women that may have done things to him or it's normalized because, oh, he's a player. He likes to see, you know, a whole bunch of women at one time. And once he settles down, then he's cool. So I feel like there's so much of a downplay to the guy or from the guy's perspective that, you know, it's, it's not the same. So yeah, you know, of course, all of a sudden the woman is damaged or she's this or she's that or I don't need no man and da 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 da. I I, I, I just know. I agree. I just think it I I wish that people would put this same light on men when it comes I, to the things that they do. Cause I feel like if so if you know for the men out there, if you come across a woman and it seems like she's, you know, Miss Independent and she don't need you and all that stuff, are you also showing up to to show her that you're actually willing to handle what she's going through or willing to, you know, be the man or be the king as Fantasia keeps putting it or be the head while she's the neck. Like, are you willing to do that? And I'm willing to bet that there's a lot out there who will probably say yes, but they really haven't shown in their actions. Like you probably realize the first time that she's like, "Uh, you know what, you're not doing this. So I'll take care of it. And that's suddenly you and your feelings. It's like, no, just and I feel like that's the only reason that Fantasia was able to let her guard down when it came to this man because he actually he had no problem letting her know like hey I don't mind doing this like I I can help I don't mind leading so you don't have to worry about it I can take this load off of you but he's 
a lot of guys aren't doing that. So that's where it, it starts to rub me the wrong way when people are making these type of statements. Because it's like, listen, it's only it takes two. A relationship takes two. And you can sit here and throw out king and queen and neck and head and all that stuff all you want to. But you just keep, if you keep putting all the pressure on the person who's supposed to be holding things up, then what happens to the, to the I mean, who's going to put the requirements on a thing that's supposed to be at the top? And this so-called king, is he doing what he needs to do? Or are y'all going to continue to put pressure on women to have to... Oops you know, stick to these standards. I agree. That's why, you know, a lot of them don't think that anything is wrong because I feel like there are a lot of men that are damaged as well. Like, I dealt with a guy that was so damaged that it was just like, okay, I, I you know, I don't even know what to say because I'm, I'm doing everything that I can to assist you with trying to open up. And if you're not opening up, then what is the point of us moving forward? Right. So, yeah, I, you know, I think that they... I don't know. It, you know, they need to address that as well. And yeah, and I agree. I, I, I feel like it, it happens on both sides, especially with being, you know, damaged, so to speak. But yeah, if you're if you come across somebody and you're you're trying to show them that hey, I'm willing to play this role, then and they're not being very receptive of it, then yeah, I understand that too. But I feel like there's a lot of instances where it really is just a problem of a man not willing to step up. That's my belief. I feel that there's a lot of y'all out there not willing to step up. I that's that's what I think. I think you there's too many women that's accessible these days with um social media and then, you know, these hot girl summers. Folks just feel like, you know what, we're just gonna do me and not worry about it. And then you're forcing women to be independent. You're kind of forcing us to do what we gotta do to keep things going and not have to worry about you. So then when you finally show up and you're mature enough to realize that you want to do this whole family thing or you want to do this marriage thing, it's like, well, because I'm, you know, in a different mindset or I'm not used to having to hand things over and allowing you to lead. Now I'm punished for it. So I don't, I end up not getting married or I end up not being in a relationship. Yeah. That's the double standard. Yes. Perfect way to put it. But if you guys haven't been able to tell, um, the reason we are talking about that is because now that we are ending the press release, press release, we are moving into our let's argue segment, and this segment is on gender roles. What's yes. expected in relationships? Whose job is it anyways? Why I gotta do the dishes? You know things like that. And I thought that Fantasia article was very interesting, and I wanted to read just a quick blurb from another one. Right? It says, um, as you guys know, we've been having some hurricanes, and I think there's like five floating around. North America right about now. Mm-hmm. But um, when natural disa- disasters strike, men and women respond differently. Females tend to take risks more seriously, but their voices often go unheard. So this article says women are quicker to take cover or prepare to evacuate during an emergency, but often have trouble convincing the men in their life to do so. Uh, suggested the new University of Colorado Boulder study of how gender influences and natural disasters respond. The research also found that traditional gender roles tend to resurface in the aftermath of disasters, with women relegated to the important but isolating role of homemaker, while men focus on finances and lead community efforts. Even agencies charged with providing assistance still, at times, ask to speak to the men of the house when they make phone calls. Mm -hmm. So... As I said, this segment is going to be on gender roles um, and basically understanding like what's expected in relationships. I just want to get y'all takes on it. So um, just to give you some 
a definition of gender roles. The World Health Organization defines gender roles as socially constructed roles, behaviors, activities, and attributes that a given society considers appropriate for men and women. Mm-hmm. Now, I have several questions around this because, and the reason that this came up is that I was having a conversation at work um, yeah. with a coworker, right? So mm-hmm. he, um, we were talking about cars, ironically enough. And I was, okay. I'm in the, I'm not in the market, but I'm considering getting another car. And we were talking about Tesla's. And then I was like, yeah, it would be cool because then I won't have, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about um, Travis having to fill up my car. And he was like, fill up your car. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why can't you just fill up your own car? And I said, well, because my husband fills it up. And he was like, yeah, but why? And I said, because he fills it up. Why would I go to the gas station to do it myself if my husband makes sure every Sunday that my car is on full so I don't have to worry about it during the week? And he was like, I have never do that for my wife. Like, she has her car. She needs to go and fill up her own gas. And I was like, seriously? So I went around the office just asking random people who I knew were married. And out of maybe five people that I asked, only one other person, well, actually, one guy said that he fills it up for his wife. A One woman said that um, her husband fills up her car for her. One woman said, out of all of that, only one other woman said that her husband doesn't do it for her. And she was actually shocked. She was like, really? You guys get that perk? Like, God, that doesn't happen for me. I have to do it myself. So I was actually very surprised. And that kind of brought up the discussion of gender roles. So is it expected that men should be doing certain things to take care of women versus women doing certain things to take care of men? And I'll start off by saying I, I kind of float back and forth. I'm a bit selfish when it comes to that so I, I guess being honest with myself I probably do it out of convenience which is bad oh <laughs> I can't but I mean because it's like it's it's cool because I want I want to believe that I am still independent and I can do it for myself and so I don't like gender roles in certain aspects like I don't like the expectation that I'm supposed to clean I don't like the expectation that I'm supposed to cook every night or wash all the clothes, or do anything that has to do with like domestic, or you know, domestic chores and things like that. Like I just, I I'd rather do it because I just feel like doing it versus doing it because I'm I'm his wife and I'm supposed to. Like that that's beyond me. But at the same time, I do believe that a man should be opening my door, and that I shouldn't have to put gas in my car. And that, you know, when something's broken, he should be responsible for trying to figure out how to get it fixed. Like, he should be managing a lot of those things, too. Mm. Yeah, it did sound very selfish, isn't it? Well, you know, I know I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying that to say that you're selfish or anything like that. Um, and I, I know this would probably be, be as a surprise to some people because of the fact of, A, how I probably talk on the podcast, and B, you know, people that actually know me personally know that, you know, I'm very adamant about being independent. But even with that being said, if I was to be married, I'll be very t- traditional. Like I will be the one that's cooking, cleaning, washing, doing all that stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. just me personally. And it's not because of the fact that, um, you know, what's said or whatever, but I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I wouldn't say programmed, but 
I just feel like I'm the per- person that's supposed to be doing it. So like, I, I feel like I might be better at it too. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be part of it too. Well, I guess so. My question is, okay, so for cooking, you yeah. feel like it's the woman's job, like the woman should cook. I'm not going to sit here and say that I feel like it's the woman's job. I'll say it from my perspective. Yes, I would be the one that's cooking. That's just, I, for me personally, I feel like if I was in a relationship, that would be my role to, to cook. And on top of that, I actually enjoy it. The the funny thing is I don't really like cooking for myself because I have such a heavy hand. Like I, if I, when I cook, I'm eating for a week. That's how mm-hmm. heavy my hand is. So like, I don't even cook for myself to, so to be honest, like once I get in that situation where the Lord blesses me, child. Okay. I'll be, you know, I'm already <laughs> prepared because of the fact that, you know, I enjoy cooking. Like, um, for instance, you know, I like getting the blue aprons and, you know, all of those different things where you, the home chef that like, I like those, I like cooking. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't mind it. Now, if he cooks, hell yeah, shoot. You know, I, both of us can split the responsibilities, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I personally will be the one that will be cooking. Yeah, I mean, I have a coworker who that was the first time that I've actually experienced or spoken to someone who was in the complete opposite of what I think are the social norms of gender roles, right? So yeah. she said she she doesn't cook. She was like, oh, no, my husband loves to cook. So he cooks all the time. He goes to the grocery store. He gets the food. She said, I just eat. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's a great life to live. Hell but yeah. I just, it was my first time, you know, ever hearing something like that. So seeing my parents, like my mom, she cooked a lot growing up and my dad did too. Um, and then in my household, we both cook. Like, it's just whoever's feeling like they want to create a meal is who's going to cook. And if not, then we're ordering out. Like, it's just, it's more of going with the flow, but there are certain aspects where I feel like I should be okay relying on him to do certain things. And it's, it's kind of odd because, like I said, we're both very independent at the same time. But he does certain things that I think um, people are surprised to see because most people try to shy away from gender roles, right? So, like I said earlier, you know, the only reason I like, you know, I, I depend on him to fill my car up with gas is because he's kind of spoiled me when it comes to that. So, if I'm in the car with him, I never get out to go put gas in the car. And a lot of it's because of how protective he is too. So that's how my mindset is. Like if you got a woman in the car and it's like at night, why would you force her to get out the car just because she's in the passenger seat to go put gas in it? Like get up, go put gas in the car because you're kind of managing things, right? Or you're protecting her from experiencing anything. That's how I look at it. And the same with, um, yeah, that's one way to look at it. And then something else that he does is on occasions pretty uh, he's pretty consistent with it he'll open my car doors so i don't have to you know just pop out he'll get out and open the car door or um, when we're walking back to the car he'll open it so i can get inside and i mean i don't i don't know i've never asked him why he does it but it's just something that he's he does so it's become like an expectation now which is interesting because like i said i'm independent thinking and so there's certain things where I'm just like, yeah, I can do this myself. But I allow him to lead. 
Yeah. So I guess it's a mix of both is being able to understand when, you know, maybe you would enjoy me doing certain things as a woman or playing that role of, you know, woman of the house. And then knowing that there's some cases where he doesn't mind if I'm just doing my own thing or if, you know, clothes ain't washed right now. He has no problem getting up and washing his own clothes. Okay. Well, you got a real one, child. <laughs> but I feel like that, I mean, I don't, maybe I, I thought that that's how most people, I don't know what I thought. It was very interesting having these conversations and then hearing other people's perspectives. And that's why I wanted to raise it here on the show. So, um, so in your mind, I know you said how you would do things, mm-hmm. but when we think back of how the two articles I just read with Fantasia and then the one about um, natural disasters, how women are then looked at as, you know, the caregivers while the men are supposed to go out saving people and doing all these things. So how do you, when you think about your own relationship, sort of relationships you've been in and how you date, do you bring in those same beliefs to the guys that you talk to or that you're dating? Or is it one of those things where you just figured you'll you'll wait until you're cohabitating before it's addressed? Well, that's the thing. So it depends on how close I am with with the guy. So I'll say this and I'm, I'm, kind of ashamed of saying this (laughs) but um there have been times where people that i've dated i've actually presented that privilege like i would cook something and i would serve it to them or if i know that i'm washing clothes i would ask them do you need anything washed and i would actually wash the clothes so um so yeah so like i i'm i'm not you know i know i'm like rah rah lease on here but like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm actually like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm that type of woman in that environment, because my thing is this, like I work in a male or predominantly male field every day that I go to work. Sometimes I just want to just be the woman. Now I'm not (laughs) saying that, um, you know, that every woman should be doing this. I mean, to each his own in your relationship or whatever, whatever the, the case may be that you decided to be um, and with that person, that's fine. I'm not mm-hmm. judging anybody for whatever behavior they have in their relationship. But I mean, I'm just, that's just how I am in terms of how I present myself in a relationship, or if I'm close to someone to where I really like them, um, you know, I, that's what I would do. But you know what, you said something interesting. So I know it's a Southern thing. Um, I'm curious to know if it happens like up North too. So you said fix their food and serve it to them, right? Like bring them the plate. Yeah. Okay. So you, so if you're in like a a group setting or family setting, do you do the same thing? Like fix their food and bring it to them? Um, So, okay. So what I've done, it's like, okay, it's a combination of things. So he'll go with me up to the buffet or wherever the food is and I will fix it for him and give him his plate and I'll fix my plate. Okay. That's what I Dude. I do the same thing, but he doesn't come up there with me. It's more like, all right, what do you want? I go up there and get the food and bring it to him, and then I fix my own food. Yeah, yeah. But I always thought that was more of like a Southern tradition type of deal. My my people are from the South, so. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, look at that, Southern girls. No, I'm not a Southern girl, but yes, you my are. People. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Just go ahead and claim it. You just described. Everything southern. <laughs> you are a southern girl. Congratulations. 
No, I'm not. No. No, nope. yeah, you are. Congrats. Live just... from the 215 all the way. Nope. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Can't paint anymore. Might as well just come on back to Atlanta. It's pretty much a wrap for you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I mean, so what do you think about gender roles? I mean, this is the thing. Like, I I don't I don't really have a problem with them. Now, you know, again, in each relationship, it is what it is. But now that we're talking about this and, you know, when we were trying to figure out what we want to discuss for the show, I had did some digging on some additional things that we can talk about. And um, another thing that I had found, it was a blog um, that is from theroot.com. And she oh, said, she says, do you subscribe to traditional gender roles in dating and relationships? So basically the overall of this is that she had a conversation with a group of her friends and they had asked, or the, the, the hottest topics during the discussion were three specific questions. Mm-hmm. So the first question being who pays on the date? Now I know that we've already talked about this, you know, in the past in terms mm-hmm. of paying for a date and things like that. I've always said that, you know, I'm I'm okay with paying for a date depending on how close I am with the guy. Um, and I'm pretty sure that other women will probably be fine with that. And some women will say, oh, completely not. He's paying every time. So being that we've already discussed that, I can move on to the next hot topic, which I thought was a big one, being that we're talking about relationships. Is it acceptable for a woman to be the breadwinner in a relationship? Mm, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, that's a good question. So what do so, you think? Um, now, the past couple of guys that I've dated, I just thought it was super funny. And only because of the fact that they made it known on what their salary is. I didn't, you what? know, say what mine was. Yes. Yes. The past couple mm-hmm. of guys that I have gone on a couple of dates with have made it very known w- how much they make. And so, I pause for a second. I think it yeah. might be a male thing because Travis knows too many of his friends' current salaries. And every time he mentioned, like, he'll bring it up as if it's just, yeah, because, you know, he makes this much. And I'm like, well, why do you know this? Why and How does this come up in conversation? But apparently it's, guys don't seem to have a problem sharing that information. Well, I don't know if it's, if it's just that or if the guy thought that he just automatically assumed that I was going to make less than them because of the statistic. But I just thought, it, it, I will always laugh in my mind what they say that their salary is and I already know what mine is. I'm like, sir. Like, <laughs> so how do they do that? Do they just mention so, it? Like, yeah, so I I'll, make, you know, no. 60 grand or something like that. What? So I'll tell you one particular guy that I dated. He, he will be a story later. Um, <laughs> this past okay. summer. This past warm girl summer child. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I know who I'm you're talking, talking about. about. Yes. <laughs> he did it too okay all right <laughs> yes mm. yes so we were just walking and talking and you know they were just telling me about how they were working with this new company and things like that and how they felt like it was a good salary and they just ended up mentioning what the salary was but within that conversation they said it numerous times I guess expecting me to like my eyes to light up and say oh my gosh your salary of $67,000 is awesome you know, and not to say that anybody that makes that, you know, great, you know, whatever. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, yeah. I don't know if they were trying to imply that, 
oh, I already know that I make more than you because I'm I'm a man or I'm saying this because I know I make a decent salary and I want to impress you. I wasn't sure like what his motive was, but I'm like, I don't need to know how much money you make. Yeah. It sounds like he might have been trying to impress you and show off a bit, but probably. But I'm saying like because of where I am in my career, I feel like um there is going to be cases, you know, where I'm making more than the guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, you and I worked hard, okay? We worked hard. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So I really think that even with that being said, you know, once I'm blessed or whatever, I feel like there there's a chance where I'm going to be making more. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not also not going to make him feel defeated. Right. You know, because I'm making more, I'm not going to throw that in his face. Or I'm still going to allow him to be the man in the situation. You want to take care of whatever? Go ahead and take care of it. Right. I'm not going to stop you from doing that. But yes. I mean, and... I, I just feel like you can't belittle somebody because of that. But, you know, I, I no, don't know. I agree. I agree. I think, I, yeah, you're right. We're, we're at that, you know, unfortunately, not unfortunately, because it's definitely fortunate to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, nowadays you'll find that most women are making more than men. Um, is that a huge deal? In my opinion, no. One, because I think it, one, everything can be taken away. Like, I... It's not forever. You want it to be forever, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's forever. Like I have a homeboy at work who we, he jokes about it all the time. He knows very well at my position, I make way more than he does. But at the same time, this man has dozens of side businesses. He's doing a lot of different things that is bringing in a different type of wealth to where he can still, he spends money way more than I do and he can afford to. You know, he doesn't have, a, a, you know, Clark Atlanta's private student loans from Sally Mae like I do. Yeah. So he doesn't have my my financial concerns. But it, salary doesn't mean much. It, it's just how are you generating your own wealth or generational wealth, really, to make sure yourself for success and not to wor- have to worry about it. And I feel like people who kind of stick to that whole, well, the man has to make more and he has to be able to provide this and this and that. I mean, once you're married... It, I mean, I'm not going to say it becomes both of y'all's, but the bills are definitely going to be both of y'all's. So it really doesn't matter. It's more so of how you manage that and whether or not you try to make that other person feel less than because they're not at the same salary or pay grade as you may be. It That really, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Just continue to make each other feel like you're equal. But see, that's the thing. It, it, there's also like a little catch-22 there because... I think most people also try to make it feel like it's an equal partnership when it comes to that. Uh But if you're doing things as the woman to make this man feel like a king. So for example, Fantasia, she's not COO of of a trucking company. Her husband is, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's making as much as she is. I guarantee you he's not. Uh So, cause he's not getting paid, you know, $100,000 a show she is or I would hope that she's getting paid that much but it could be much less but either way she's getting paid per show I don't know I'm just saying (laughs) but But, um but I mean so how do you manage that so in one breath you want him to leave and you feel like your place is at home doing all these things 
okay, so does that trickle over to finances as well? Or is he responsible for all the finances and, you know, you, you're just kind of there? Like, how, how does that part work too? So I, I, I don't know. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's a good question because I actually had that down for when we were, you know, actually formulating the show between mm-hmm. men and women and what some of the roles will be. And I had under man that the guy pays the bills. Like we put our monies together and then he pays the household bills. And I'm only saying this because this is what my dad did. So I saw this firsthand and I wait, thought, so wait, clarify. So does he, he, he just pays it as though he, he has the money to pay it or pays it like no. he makes sure it actually gets paid every month. So we put our funds together for whatever the bills are. And mm-hmm. then he makes sure that everything is paid on time and in full. And there's no questions about, you know, us somebody calling us like, hey, where the money at? Like he Child. takes care of all that stuff. And that's yes, what dad did. So I thought that that was something Ooh. that, you know, whatever. Like, of course, y'all have y'all, you know, joint account for whatever y'all pay together. Then you have your separate accounts for, you know, your play money or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not I'm, even that, though. It's just the fact that he even knows when the bills are due and make sure that it gets paid. That's why oh I just put, I'm like, just put it in the account. <laughs> I'll manage it because if he don't, it's not getting paid. Like if I have to put that responsibility on him and trust me, I've tried. Don't y'all think I'm just spoiling this man? No, I've tried. Hey. All these bills in your name, anyways. You need to go in and just make sure they get paid. They ain't getting paid, cause it'll be a month later. Like, oh shit, did we pay this? All right, so I'll I'll just <laughs> I'll do it. I'll I'll handle it and make sure that everything's just set up on auto pay, so I don't even have to remember it, cause I'm not gonna remember. So let's just have it all. Just make sure the money's there. We never have to worry about it. Cool, good and done. Now, would my life be great if he was the one to make sure everything was at? Oh, Oof. Then he might get right. dinner every night and clothes wise. You might get all that. <laughs> so I have a um, devil's advocate to this because I actually reached out to see if I was like tripping on this, you know, certain thought or if this is something that everybody does. So is you it? Know, let me know. Am I, am I the only one that has this issue? Okay. So my best friend, Mm -hmm. she said that she is the one that takes care of the budgeting and paying of the bills. And she knows two other people that do the same thing. So she she was saying she wasn't sure if that was a standard or a Caribbean thing because her family's from um, the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. But she was just saying that. And um, she was like, well, I don't want to argue with with you on this. I was like, you don't have to argue with me. I'm going to argue with Trey. (laughs) You know, you know, we're going to talk about it, but I mean, I, um, but yeah, like I, that's, that's kind of something that I would do now, mind you, if the circumstance is different to where that person is not a, a, a good manager of money where they need some assistance, then yeah, I'm gonna step in only because I already know how to do it. Like I know how to take care of myself and how to pay bills on time. I know how to do all of that. So I would, you know, assist with doing that. Um, but like from my point of view, you know, if I didn't have to assist, then he would be doing it. That's nice. Oh, your dad is great. <laughs> oh, man, that was one thing I didn't have to worry about. Just like, hey, did, did you put the money? Granted, I just I just got Travis to, like, okay, so let me back up some. 
So I have a coworker who works at my company and his wife used to work there too, but his wife was in a really high position. Like she was, she was good. She was, she was set. And he didn't keep it no secret. It was just like, everybody knew where she was status wise. So I was like, all right, cool. But, um, he used to make jokes about it. He's like, I don't even, cause me and Travis used to get in arguments about this whole, make sure you pay this and stuff. So we used to vent to him about it. And he was like, listen, he told Travis, he's like, I'll be honest with you. I don't even touch the money. Like as soon as my pay, I give my paycheck to my wife. She, she manages that. She gives me an allowance. He was like, I don't even ask no questions. It's like, you know what? If I run out, I'm having hot dogs. Like that's just how it is. All right, I'm gonna just let her handle it. Cause I don't want to argue. Now I don't want no issues in my household. And I was like, you know, that's not too bad. And I just got Travis to sign on to that same thing. So it's been a minute. It's been a couple, like a while that we've been doing it now, but it's the same thing. Just go ahead and just give me a check. I'll manage everything from there. So I don't have to sit here and wait or wonder or, you know, wonder when something's due or anything. like. That. Just go ahead and put everything in there and then I'll just make sure everything's handled. Now, do I want to do that? <laughs> not at all <laughs> not at all i would prefer okay. not to i would prefer somebody do that for me just make sure like an accountant I, i'd rather go to my accountant and be like just make sure everything's handled for me i don't want to do I, i don't want to worry about it but that's not that's not my life right now so okay yeah so check this one out real quick mm -hmm. so in that same article she says <laughs> and i thought this was hilarious because i actually have a small story to this mm -hmm. she said is it okay for the woman to propose to the man oh god so Ooh. exactly so the small story to this was now i was still living in philadelphia and i was watching like one of those news shows now you remember or you know how 11 and live used to do like the the whole segment where it's like oh well, folks around town this is what they're doing check into this you know what i'm talking about where they used to do that i don't know if they still do it anymore but 11 and live used to do that all the time where people would come on and talk about whatever's going on oh and yeah. I like, yeah i think they still yeah. do okay so in this particular time that i was watching it it was on fox like the Philadelphia station for Fox. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> they were doing their little lifestyle segment and they came in and it was this like little small celebration where the, the couple and then their family was there. So then um, they come in and they're like, yeah, so why are we here? And she was like, yeah, because I, I want to do this. She gets down on her knee and proposes to this man. So he's looking like, you know, what is going on? He oh, accepts wow. her proposal And then she gets up, gets on the mic and says, yes. So I wanted to do this in front of the whole world because he proposed to me six months ago and I wasn't sure. And now I'm sure. And I wanted to make him make it known that I'm sure now by me proposing to him. Oh, so, see, I don't have no problem with that, though. Because he, he asked first. Not okay. And that's fine. Well, if he asked first and you just go back to him and say, I'm ready. You don't sit no. here and hold on proposal where you get on one knee and all of that uh, stuff as the if, woman i don't know i don't know the circumstances of how he proposed so let's say he did the same thing let's say he got his family together in a public space and got on one knee and when he said will you marry me she just looked and was just like can we talk about this now this dude could be embarrassed and now they got you know and he sticks around 
but he could have really been in his feelings embarrassed in front you know doing that in front of everybody and now she gets six months to think about it so yeah six months later you think you're gonna come back and be like hey so can you do that again no, no. <laughs> doing it again i'm just saying she could have just went to him and said i was ready not gonna sit on i no i'm saying not even just that but like Okay, so that's the secondary proposal. But even all of those Instagram posts where the woman was proposing to these guys with a full-on engagement ring and stuff like that, yeah. absolutely not. I'm not doing no shit like that. I, I will say, though, and I'm going to ask you, I, I agree. I think I would prefer that the man proposed to me. I, I couldn't see myself getting down on my knees and asking him to marry me. I just couldn't do it. And, I mean, more power to the ones who can. It's just not for me. However. I don't think I've been asked not one time who proposed. <laughs> not once has anybody raised this question to me at all. So I feel like if I were the one to propose, nobody would even know. <laughs> like, I'm just I'm being serious. I don't. I don't. I mean, if for all your friends who were engaged, did you asked them or did you also assume like he probably just asked her to marry and she said yeah well i mean i can automatically assume that you know they were proposed to because i always got the picture of the ring child so well yeah you can still have the picture of the ring. i mean if i'm proposing i'm probably gonna have my ring too like listen so this is the one i want no, but, but i mean but you no, because all of instagram posts were women presenting the ring to him they weren't giving themselves a ring he was wearing it but you never know. I mean, I feel okay. Well, I, you do know, but I don't know. I guess if I were to do it, it's one of those things where it would be like, I'm gonna ask if you accept. We don't have to publicize it, but I would like for you to, you know, give me a ring and then we'll show it off. Oh come on, no, we're not. Doing no, because nobody. Because here's the thing: nobody's gonna ask you who proposed to who, and nobody's gonna ask. Um. Um. Yeah, I think that was my only thing. In my book, I think it's more socially acceptable for me to purchase my own ring versus me getting on my knee to ask you to marry me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Wait, and so you think it's more socially acceptable to buy your own ring? I would yes. probably say it's on equal levels. Child. I would, I would say it's on equal levels. Let me put a couple hundred something thousand on this, on this ring. No, I'm thinking help, about it because it's still. I'm gonna go ahead and help you pay for it. One, so one might could potentially make the man feel as though you don't value the ring or believe his ability to be able to afford it, and the other one is pretty much similar. Like you put him in a position to where he's the vulnerable one, and you're no taking over. I would have to disagree because even though, like now, I would not do do that in terms of helping pay for it because I was at one point in my life um, willing to do that I'm mm -hmm. saying I would be more prone to put some money on the ring and allow him to propose versus me getting on my knee and saying marry me but even After if nobody my... else would know that you did that so let's say you just sitting in the living room and... what you talking about Yo, oh, okay. no, okay. I'm saying like you're in the privacy like, of your way own in the park. Home. No, like let's say you're in the privacy of your own home. You've been like wanting to ask, like you want, you ready, you ready, and you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna wait for him to do it. Like, I'm just gonna ask him, and I'm you decide sorry. to do it in the privacy of your own home. No, 
Well, still, nobody's gonna see you. You still wanna do it? I still wanna do it. I mean, I can be impatient in in, in a lot of aspects, but that there, I'm waiting. <laughs> and eventually, I will know whether or not he wants to marry me or not. And then that's that's it. <laughs> just, so okay, I'm so then let me flip it. This so let's say he asks you, and you feel like it's too soon, so you tell him no. Do well, you believe you that he should ask you again? No, that's when you have conversations. Because I feel like at the end of the day, but how do you, you bring that offer up? Offer y'all a clear. No, because, I mean, how, what do you mean? How you bring that up? I feel See, like if you already if you, said, well, you know, I think we need to think about this, and then some months go by. How do you go back to him and be like, hey, so about that proposal? <laughs> I mean, how does how do you do i don't understand how that works like how do no, you do that i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying wait till the man gets on his knee and you know produces a ring and says oh let's wait on this i feel like both of you guys should have open dialogue to where both of you understand that you guys are ready for the next step because i think that if you leave those lines of communication open there shouldn't be no once he gets on his knee oh well, let's think about this this well, that, what if you that. had what if you had the conversation and then like the week he's supposed to propose y'all get into a big fight so now he's like he don't want to delay it because he already got your family coming and people are going to see it but i've so. heard numerous um conversations about that there was actually one woman that i know of who's an associate or a, a friend of mine mm-hmm. where she got in a big argument with the guy and he proposed that evening. And the funny thing was, she <laughs> talked to her mom. Yeah, she talked to her mom. Oh my gosh, she is getting on my nerves. And the mom knew that he was going to propose. She was just like, you know, just go in the room. It's going to be okay. Just be patient. And this, that, and the third. She's like, no, he just gets on my nerves. And he ended up doing it that night. And she apologized for, you know, being that, you know, being okay, mad. So but, but let's say she didn't. Let's say she was just that mad about something he said during that argument to where he proposed and she's just like listen I gotta think about it like I, I don't know you ate all the chicken and I feel some type of way about it so we gotta come back to this later so then she let some months pass how is she supposed to go back to him to get him to re-propose I'm not saying anything about reproposing because I think that you didn't lost the moment there. I think now a conversation needs to be had to where, you know, yeah, I know that you proposed so and so and so and so ago. Um, but let's why can't she to be the one to be like, hey, so, you know, why can't she be the one to come back and propose? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. I don't like that shit. No, I don't like that <laughs> shit. You know, she can sit there and say, you know, I, I think that we should revisit it. I mean, I, I would feel more comfortable with saying that versus what? will you marry me and shit? No. So no. I think I think if you turned it down the first time, then at that point, it's all fair game. Like, you gotta, you gotta eat that and come back with the proposal. Like, now you gotta do it. That. I do not. I, do. I think I think they do because it's not. I don't think it's fair. I mean, granted, most guys would probably be like, "All right, I'll replan the proposal, or let's just go ahead and do it right now. It just won't be a special." Gonna replan shit. No, and that's what I'm saying. They, or they right might there. be like, you know what? We right here in the living room on the couch exactly. watching. You can you know, put the ring the and the fortune cookie, and we can yeah. do that. Fortune cookie. <laughs> no, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, ain't no stop being pulled out for that one. Like now, if you come back and you're like. Hey, so you know, remember that thing you asked me a couple months back? Uh, I think I'm ready now. Then, in my mind, if I'm the dude, I'm just gonna be like, "All right, hold on, I'm gonna go to the nightstand and be like, well, here you go.' And you know, have fun with that." Um, <laughs> yeah, <see? laughs> it's, like, it's not. It, 
how can you make it romantic again? Like, I just, I, that's how I would think. I'm not so saying then, that he has to make, he, I'm not saying he has to do the whole grand gesture of proposing again. First of all, let's just be clear. Lisa's not doing this, everybody, okay? <laughs> propose once, that's it, okay? Ain't no, oh, whatever you think about it, you come back six months later. Absolutely not. What I'm saying is this. I don't think that if I was in that predicament, that I will make him repropose again like i mean i just think that you you just take the whole element out of it to where it's like you know magical i don't mm-hmm. like you. so yeah so if if that was the case where you decided to say okay i'm ready now and then even then you still have to be acceptable of the fact where he won't be ready because you just had him wait a half a year for right. you to get your shit together and then he could say well i need six months to shoot you know he could be petty because you know they famous for being petty like that <laughs> well, i'm gonna go ahead and take my six months since you want to take your time to set the third <laughs> that is true <laughs> so. but then the third time it could be that he's replanning a proposal so then maybe that's when it'll happen. I don't know. I, I say all this because it's funny, but I I guess if it's a situation like that where he asked and she said, you know, let's wait and then it she's ready to happen again, I feel like at that point it's fair game. Like she should have, there should be no stigma around who proposes to who at that point because she already got the proposal. She got it the first time. Now, if it's the very first time, I think, you know, it's tradition is one of those things where again another social norm and gender role is expected that the man propose and i feel like most men would prefer that they propose to their women and not the other way around because i feel like they would feel some type of way mm-hmm. and that the message could easily get lost because you know guys just have that whole thing with you know how they feel about stuff and whatnot so i i get it from that standpoint but if it's a woman out there who feels like he, she's in a relationship where her her man really wouldn't care i mean that's an interesting relationship anyways you might as well go for it then uh, well it's not for me but yeah it ain't for me child yeah it ain't it's not for me. But, but see that's why i think i become <laughs> conflicted because i want i want to empower women to do the things that they feel like they want to do versus what society says that we should be doing but at the same time i also have my own beliefs in terms of what i'm willing to do and i am unwilling to get on a knee to ask somebody for their hand in marriage that's just me but that's a good point because i wanted to go ahead and segue into the six ways that gender norms can damage your relationship joe oh okay go ahead all right, so I'm going to make this really quick um, because I know that we are pressed for time. So the first oh, one... Yeah, these episodes have been getting longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not as bad as T.I.'s, though. His last episode, did you hear his podcast, Expeditiously? I have not. Is it Girl, good? three hours. Three hours? Three hours, like, nigga. Like, for real, are we really <laughs> three hours? By the first, like... But by, by time hour two hit is when he started talking about what I was waiting on him to talk about. I was like, oh did I really just listen to this for three whole hours? All right. We would Ooh. never do that to y'all. Okay. Just no. For the <laughs> just for the record. All right. So six ways. The first way being gender norms can make dates less interesting. So the article goes on. This is from Bustle, by the way. The article goes on to say part of what makes dating fun is it, it's newness to it. Um, you're getting to know each other and you're kept on your toes not knowing to expect 
But, well, at least in theory, the details vary, but traditional gender norms emphasize a rigid set of rules for dates. Men ask women out, plan dates, decide when to kiss them, while the women are supposed to just sit on the sidelines and let things happen. This isn't to say that there's anything inherently wrong with that structure, but when it's only it, when it's the only approved option, things can get well boring. And of course, it's only applicable for heterosexual relationships when in reality, there are so many more kinds of relationships in the world. So that's hmm. what they were saying in terms of how it can make dates less interesting. Another aspect is that um, it can basically have the same effect on your sex life. It says, although um, you think what people in the, do in the bedroom is their business only, gender norms will manage to sneak in and make their own way in. Society teaches <laughs> us that men are sexual aggressors while women are the objects of their desires, not exactly a healthy way of thinking. And it says that when one person's desires is consistently emphasized over their partners, a relationship can quickly get boring for everyone involved. I agree with that. Okay, yeah, I, I see what they mean by that one. Um, another thing that they had mentioned, this is the third point, by the way, women are discouraged from taking the initiative because of the fact of how they say that the gender norm says that the woman or the man must be the person that does that all the time. It says from birth, women are encouraged to be subconsciously silent to themselves and that passivity extends to their dating lives. According to the traditional gender norms, women are supposed to be sitting back and allowing themselves to be pursued by men. And if that's your cup of tea, enjoy yourself. However, when all went, excuse me, when all women are discouraged from taking the initiative, even when they rather take matters into their own hands, gender norms become a problem so that means that you ain't gonna get no date child if you keep sitting on the side yeah well see but that's the thing so i think that's why it's, it's so kind of it's it's confusing nowadays because women are again to fantasia's point wh- why i don't agree with her so women are in a position now where it doesn't make sense to just wait for a man to approach her or make the first move or do any of these things yeah. But on one hand, you want us to sit back and let them be the man. It's like, well, come on, like so that's, that's why we're not single. No, like no, so I, they they can't be aggressive or they can't be forthcoming. But at the same time, if they don't, who's to say they're gonna find anybody? Well, I have I have a a little side comment to that because I feel like it depends on who you're dating. So if you know for sure that the person that you're dating is a little bit on the shy side, then maybe you need to like step it up a little bit to get them more comfortable with what's going on here. But you don't know when you're in an initial meeting, how do you know that? Because if that person's shy, then are they going to approach you in the first place? No. So that's the thing about it. So if you approach them, and you let it be known that, okay, hey, I'm interested. Now it allows them to open up a little bit and become, I guess, the man. But I feel like when you're in a position where there's a guy that's a little bit on the shyer side, there's a double-edged sword because if you don't let them know what's going on or that you're interested, that they're just not going to show you anything at all. See, I think the problem is that we're in a society now where jumping into somebody's dms has become so normal that people are going to have a much more difficult time approaching people face to face or getting out of their comfort zone to put themselves out there so you're much more comfortable with somebody just texting you or staring at you and then hoping that they airdrop you a picture or something like that it's just oh my gosh i mean i don't i mean i'm just saying though but if that's the case so i guess i say that to say 
I feel like most men are comfortable or not comfortable approaching women as they like to think they are or as like they like to put on right so if that's the case and then you're a woman now you have to sit there and wonder well should I just approach him but then you're also thinking if I approach him what does he think what does that say about me because now does he thinks does he think that you know I'm more aggressive I'm you know like what does that mean you continue the dating part because I feel like okay after the initial meeting and then once you guys establish like who you are and what your personality is, I think that's when things become more stable. But I think it's kind of hard though, because you already, you're taking that initial introduction. Like does, is there a chance that that could overlap? How you guys you. may potentially get to know each other or if he even allows it to keep going. Cause what if, what if he's a guy and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, she came up and asked me for my number. I'll give it to her, but now I'm a ghoster because I'm not feeling how she just came up with me. Well, I mean, that could possibly happen, but I feel like for people like me who become very talkative when we drink, because <laughs> there have been a couple of situations where I've had a couple shots and a couple drinks in the same sitting, and then I've somebody or whatever, and then, you know, I've made it known that, hey, sometimes, you know, the liquor makes me a little bit more vocal, and that's why I approached you. And what? Then they call, Wait, so you're yeah. telling them this? No, I told them this after, not, not that time, but I told them oh, that, okay. know, this eventually or whatever, because they saw that, okay, it kind of wasn't the same. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're explaining to them, like, yeah. why they got a different version of you. Gotcha. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, because I consider myself shy, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I feel like in certain aspects, I can be, um, I can allow myself to not be aggressive, but if the other person is shy and I'm interested and I can tell that they're shy, I'm flexible to help them understand that I'm interested. When Jameson is involved. <laughs> <laughs> not all the time. No, but I'm saying like... I'm joking, initial, I'm joking. I get no, but seriously, <laughs> after the initial meeting mm-hmm. and I see that they're shy and I'm like, all right, you know, I need to step it up a little bit so they can understand what's up. But see, okay, so pause right there. So that's what I mean. So you see that they're shy. So now you feel the need to have to step it up. Yeah. So again, to my earlier point, how does this whole thing about women need to step back and do it? But we're already, you're already in the position to where you feel as though you need to be the one to step up. I'm not saying step up and become the man. I'm saying well, no, not that, up. but you're the one to approach. Like you're, so you're doing something from a social norm, like from perspective of someone who follows a social norm would think that it's the man's responsibility to approach you. Okay. But again, so if you're noticing that a man is a little shy, he's he's not as comfortable coming up or whatever the case may be, you as a woman will now feel the sense of you know what I'll I'm gonna take these this shot real quick I'll just go up and do it my damn self but now you're in the position to where you're doing that I get it it's the initial introduction but still it's the whole sense of okay women need to play this certain role but from the jump there's cases of where we have to be the ones to play what we they consider the more aggressive role or playing the role that they think should be led by a man you know what i mean okay 
that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's kind of messed up when people throw these things around, but particularly Fantasia. Like that art, that whole thing with what she said kind of it just rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I'm like, okay, you're not considering the situations that most people find themselves in. Like it's not it, it takes two. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be an issue. If a woman is used to having to step up, then why not? Why why would you expect that that now become an issue? And it's an issue that the woman needs to correct. Why is it why is it on us? Why can't it be on them? If he's shy, why can't he work through his shyness? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why is it why is it then shifted to us then if that's again by her standards and what she's her how she's defining this, we need to be the neck and let them be the head. <sighs> okay. I, don't know. I, I mean <laughs> I mean, am I wrong though? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just feel like you know, it's just it's a lot of back and forth because, you know, on on one hand, and people say it's 2019, and on the other hand, is it's it's this other thing. So mm-hmm. I just it also depends on who you're dealing with. So that's true. That's true. Okay, so sorry, I interrupt your story. So you had to tell him, you blamed it on the alcohol by why you initially approached him, but how did he receive that? Um, no, he thought it was funny okay. because I feel like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm already a goofball. So I, I know how, and plus, you know, I'm a consultant, so I know how to say stuff. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, um, Gotta use those skills. Uh, exactly. So I worded it in a way that it was, um, acceptable for him to understand where I was coming from. And he thought that it was amusing. So I said, okay, good. Now, if I would have, you know, depending on, um, if I would have bombed it in terms of how I had voiced it, I'm pretty sure that it would have been another, a different situation, but he, he accepted it because he saw that there was a change in behavior and um, I just had to make it known in, in regards to what was going on. So he was expecting you to be that same person from the initial interaction. Uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So then that, that also shows that some men actually like people who are super aggressive. So, yeah, they do. They, they actually do. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> number four. So we could get to this ask and argue child. So <laughs> um, men aren't allowed to get emotional. So they say in the same way that society teaches women to be silent and passive, men are taught to bottle up their emotions and save their aggression for, of course, another type of solution or, you know, with another man. Needless mm-hmm. to say, suppressing every societal discouraging emotion is unhealthy for men and people around them. It um, sure is. Yes. Uh, number five, same-sex relationships are invalid. So they're basically saying that, you know, how does this apply to same-sex relationships? Um, it says, for instance, someone might say that dating a girl doesn't count or impose traditional gender roles where there are none. If there ever were to be a same-sex relationship and maybe even if there was you've undoubtedly heard someone ask the dreaded question so like who's the man in the relationship so (laughs) that's what they basically say and how that is invalid and the last one women are stuck with household work um so Hmm. that's pretty much clear as more and more women have careers on their own to worry about you think that household work would be equally divided 
Um, you know, since she has just as little time to devote to cleaning the bathroom as her partner does. Unfortunately, that is not what happens. Research has shown that women end up shouldering the bulk of the household work and child care on top of juggling her own life. In fact, one study found that men end up creating extra chores for their partners when mm. they get married. It may seem like the small matter, but it all adds up to be an unbalanced society. I agree. I will say that was one of my, like my earlier fears about having kids was because I I was already adjusting to having to be in a relationship and the mm-hmm. first thing that I could see was that he had this whole mindset like the way he's grown up is like once you have kids like it's the, it's the woman who takes care of it like you take care of the child you don't need the man you don't need me to help you do all that I just go to work and when he started voicing those views, I was like, oh, no, sir, this ain't, this not happening. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because the last thing I want to be put in a position is having to go to work, be expected to come home and do anything, and then also take care of a child. And you think that the best excuse as to why you're not helping me is because you're a man? That, that, don't, that don't really gel for me. That doesn't work. Now, he's since moved away from those views. But there's a lot of guys who still think that way. And it's it's mm-hmm. completely not fair because it ends up being one-sided. So, yeah, that's why when it comes to clean it up, I do downstairs, he handles upstairs. Like, it's just, we just have a, a system going to where it works for us. And I don't feel like everything is just on me. Because I believe in burnout and you're not about to burn me out of this relationship. Because, I no, not happening. So. Hmm. Well, those are some good points. I appreciate you reading it. Mm-hmm. No problem. Okay, so the, I, guess the, I guess the point of this segment is, y'all, do you. But gender roles <laughs> seem to be alive and thriving, but it's however you want to manage in your own relationships. So that's that. All right. So that's the end of our Let's Argue segment. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to move on to Ask and Argue. Yes. All right. So we got a listener question, and it reads... Okay, ladies, I'm going to make this quick. A used-to-be friend of mine started dating a guy that was my boyfriend. Keep in mind, we were together for three years. After we broke up, she never told me she was seeing him. It wasn't until a mutual friend of ours had a kickback party and she brought him as her date. Of course, I was annoyed that she didn't tell me that she was dating him and had the nerve to show up with him, knowing that I would be there. After this, I tried to talk to her about it, but she stated that it wasn't a big deal. And he was just a piece of dick in her book. Well, all right. I just ripped it off, but I decided to distance myself from her for two years. Well, to my surprise, during those two years, they must have gotten serious because I heard from that same mutual friend that they got engaged. But that is not the best part. I received an address request from her so that she can send me an invitation to the wedding. Should I go since we used to be friends or should I decline the invitation? You know what? I was about to be real messy and comment a certain way, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Why not? But in the spirit of homecoming, I'll just leave my thoughts to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where you're going. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Lord, please. <laughs> All right, so what do you think about this story? Absolutely not. I ain't going to that damn wedding. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
to a damn wedding. Oh, but what if? <laughs> what if? No, and there is no what if. <laughs> what if y'all are bonded by burning sands? How does that work? We're done. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. <laughs> This is why I said I knew where you were going. We're done. We're done. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm getting messy. Let me stop. <laughs> We're done. Okay. You know the damn whole AUC. Listen to this damn podcast. We're done. Oh, it's okay. Fight me. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm joking. I mean, listen, we're all adults here. You stop talking to her for two whole years. It sounds like that your friendship with her is dead anyways. I'm surprised that she sent you an invitation. If you're uncomfortable, just don't go. I don't think it's going to hurt them. Um, And it's, I mean, I, I guarantee you on that special day that you'll be the last person they think about. So just don't even bother. Just don't go. You can send her your address and then just put a friendly decline, send a gift. Or not do what you got to do, but I ain't gonna send no damn gift. Fuck out of here. I mean, I wouldn't either, but I mean, they oh, let me see. So they dated for three years, they yes. broke up, but I wonder how yes. soon they started breaking up after I mean, after started dating after she broke up with them. Yeah, that's a good question. So if it's like because you know, we, as women, sometimes we tend to hold on to things. Now, if y'all did it for three years and then like three years pass and then you find out they just hooked up it's like all right you i get the whole girl gold thing i get it but they ain't just hooked uh, up he brought her to the he she brought him to the damn kickback party that was yeah, so she didn't care about how you felt anyways then so then there's that doesn't sound like y'all was friends in the first place yeah because uh, yeah actually it doesn't sound like y'all was friends so I'm, I'm wondering if you're using friendship too loosely here because if she's dating him you didn't know that she was dating him and then she brought him to the party like you, like he was just gonna be pexiglass and you're gonna see right through him. Like <laughs> if this if this is what's happening, then it, it sounds more so like she didn't see your friendship as you did, which I mean I've been guilty of that too. I've had something somewhat similar, and it's just like, oh, okay, I thought we were cool, cool, but I guess not not. It's cool, that's fine. Maybe this is the same situation. Maybe you you thought that it was y'all was friends and you know, I don't know, but just don't go to the wedding. I, nah, the kind no. invitation. Yes, with the quickness. Yeah. First yeah. of all, she's wrong for even asking. Can I have your address? Let's just start there. I, you know what? I feel like it might have been. Maybe it was the guy that put her on the list or something. Well, no, it couldn't be because I was. <gasps> so I don't know. I'm trying to figure out which one of them put her on the list in the first place. To invite it her. has to be the girl because I feel like the girl is rubbing it in her face because she said the best part I received an address request from her so that she could send me an invitation. After y'all not speaking for two years, <laughs> yeah, she know what she was doing. Right? She, yeah, she was being real shady. That. Uh. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Ooh, oh! I was about to say another comment, but I'm gonna leave it to myself. That's All right, enough. you said more than enough. We're done. Yes, <laughs> we are done. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> and for those who don't know, just maintain that thought. For those who probably guessed it, just don't say nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But for everyone else, 
post, join the argument, submit your topics to our Instagram page at let's argue underscore the podcast to post your top your topics in the comment section, or you can go in down in the DM us to keep your question and your topics anonymous. Yes, yes. All right. So now it's time for the story of the week. And again, guys, I know you guys are probably getting tired of my stories, but <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, the story of the week is going to be a messy tale and it is one of mine. This one is actually called Mr. Jamaica Me Crazy. Okay. <laughs> Jamaica Me Crazy. <laughs> yes. Mr. You know, there's a restaurant out here named, named Jamaica Me Crazy. There's a what? There's a restaurant out here with that same name. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I mean, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Because the funny thing is like, I feel like, you know, Nowadays, I've been attracting a lot of, you know, men from either the Caribbean or like from, you know, South America or like from Africa. Like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of the men that I've um, dated in the past couple of years have had those backgrounds. So I don't know if it's because, you know, in New York, they have, um, it's a, a heavily populated like Caribbean area. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like the case, but that's fine. Cause you know, I like the, the Jamaican people or whatever, but Girl, I've always had issues I, with them. So I don't know. No, I love my reggae. Oh, I, I do too. I, but dating wise, it was always a mess. It was, oh, oh my God. Now you want okay. some stories? Oof. Yeah. So the thing about it is that's funny because I know that a lot of women may say that. And I've seen several Instagram posts that always say that, oh, mm-hmm. you want somebody to cheat on you? <laughs> girl they have weird fet- some of them have fetishes some of them just oh, just a mess like it's they'll yeah they'll play games I, it only took a couple for me to realize no nah, this ain't it this ain't but you know like I've, I've dated you know quite a few but I mean mm-hmm. there's some good ones out there and some there's some bad ones but anyway <laughs> so this is gonna be a bad one <laughs> yes this is gonna be a bad one um this one is uh, obviously again this is jamaican me crazy so mm-hmm. this is funny because i was actually on my way to meet um mr what's that smell from episode <laughs> cheater cheater <laughs> why were you so, on the way to meet him so Okay, this is before I even knew, like, you know, oh, we got okay. to the point where I fell down the steps because I was trying to get out the house. Like, that was gotcha. before <laughs> okay. all of that. So, anyway. So, yeah. I met Mr. Jamaican Be Crazy on the way to go see Mr. What's That Smell. So, oh, that's what I was trying to, like, come into play to warn you. Warn you about what was about to happen. <laughs> it's like, listen. I'm trying to shift your focus here. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so, yeah. So, I'm on the train. Mm-hmm. Or on the platform, rather. And then this guy comes over and he's like, yeah, so um, you look cool. So can I stand here and be cool next to you? So oh, I was like, <laughs> exactly. I was like, this is the most horrible pickup line ever. <sighs> um, we should have an episode about pickup lines. That'll be funny. Girl. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, so... He says, can I stand here and be cool next to you? So I was like, well, you can stand there. I don't know if it'll be cool, but, you know, go ahead. You can stand mm-hmm. there. So then he started laughing. He was like, oh, so, I mean, what you mean by that? I was like, I didn't mean anything by it. I mean, it's a free country. You can stand wherever you want to stand. So then he was like, oh, I like your attitude. And I was like, okay. 
thank you. So then he was like, what's your name? Now, usually when I use my middle name, I mean, that should be a clear indication that you need to stay away from them. Because, I mean, it's, you know, when I mm-hmm. say what it is, you know, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. But yeah, when I, I say, don't share it. <laughs> exactly. When I say my middle name, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's usually like my little note to note to self. You're not interested. But gotcha. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, so I said it and he was like, oh, okay, well, nice to meet you. Da, 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 da. Where you on your way to? I was like, I'm headed to Brooklyn. He was like, oh, okay, me too. So I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, well, since we both headed in the same direction or whatever, you should give me your phone number. Oh, God. So I was just like, um, you know, no, that's okay. Like, you know, whatever. So he was like, no, for real. Da, 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 da. So I was like, okay. I gave him the Google number, child. So I gave him. <laughs> what them Google numbers are coming in? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So again, you know, I gave him the nice little six four six number because clearly <laughs> that's not yeah. my number because uh. I still have a Philadelphia number. So I gave him that, and um, so yeah, so I put his little you know information in my phone or whatever, and that was the end of that. So <laughs> the next day he calls, and um, we actually were on the phone for about two hours actually. Okay. So I was surprised about that. So it was a good conversation. But then during the conversation, I just started picking up on certain things. Now, oh, here is why I called him Mr. Jamaica Be Crazy, because he stressed the point that his father was from Jamaica. And that was like his big thing. Like he kept saying it. he said it like 50 times in the conversation about how, you know, oh, my background is, you know, my father's Jamaican and this and that. And I go down there all the time and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, OK, great. And then another thing that he had said is that he stressed the fact that he smoked weed. So then I also noticed that he had some issues with that because he repeated stuff several times. So I was like, okay, this is probably why he talked about his heritage 50 times because you're forgetting what you're talking about. (laughs) Wow. Exactly. So then two days later, he calls me on the phone again. And this is another thing that I was just like, uh, okay. He started asking me the same questions that he asked me prior. So like, that's one of my pet peeves. If somebody can't retain information, because mm-hmm. if I take the time to, you know, try to learn you mm-hmm. and, you know, pick up on certain things about you, I would hope you do the same thing to me. Now, I'm not, I'm not expecting someone to have, you know, a super, super high memory because mm-hmm. usually men don't, but I mean, <laughs> at least know some of the facts you right. know what I'm saying like you know not like the guy from you know the episode of um the fuckboy episode when I say you you telling me my last name is Johnson like like you know as long as it's not that extreme or mm-hmm. whatever in terms of your forgetfulness then okay whatever so so I entertained his couple of questions but at with after we got to the fifth same question I was like these are the same questions I answered the other night he was like oh oh for real oh my bad you know I smoke too much weed you know oh, oh no whatever mm-hmm. so I was just like okay that's so then cute. exactly so then the next day he sends me a text and he's like you know what being that we had a nice couple of conversations why don't we go out for a drink I said okay fine where do you want me to meet you he told me he wanted me to meet him at this bar that's on West 4th, which is like the village, lower Manhattan or whatever. And that area like has a whole bunch of bars over there and, and things like that. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll meet you there. Never heard of it. Never been there. Even though I frequent the street often, I wasn't familiar with that particular venue. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So 
He told me that he wanted to meet at seven. Okay. Now, mind you, this is the tip of the summer and, you know, the sun is, you know, this is when it starts getting warm and everybody's out and stuff like that. So, um, I was like, okay, I shouldn't have any issues with getting to this place or whatever, being that the sun is still going to be up, get there and get to the place and all of that stuff. And it's seven o'clock now. He said seven o'clock. So I texted him. I was like, yeah, I'm here whatever. So I'll see you shortly. He was like, oh, uh, it's not going to be shortly. I said, why? He was like, oh, I'm just waking up. I was like, what? So I said, oh. I don't know if I just have bad luck with people who are late all the time. Because I'm like, <laughs> you know. Nah, this one was high. He he must be one of them. Uh, that's not cute. I, exactly. It wasn't. It was very not cute. So anyway. So he was like, I'm just waking up, but I can be there in 30 minutes. So I was like, all right. So whatever. I get my Jameson. I'm chilling. Now, mind you, (laughs) I was also very skeptical about this situation because when I walked in, the place looked like it was out of a horror film. Like, I'm talking about dated, like, heavy velvet curtains that were hanging. Like, it was the the basement of a building. It just looked deserted. Are you saying that? Listen, wait a minute. Hold on. So it looked deserted or whatever. Now, if it wasn't for the bartender giving me a free drink, yeah, I would have rolled a body there. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I'm like, you know, I'm just at this moment, I'm just waiting for Freddy Cougar to pop up behind the bar because that's how like scary it looked. So I'm right. like, okay. So anyway, if it wasn't for my free drink, you know, I'm just, you know, talking to the bartender who was very cute, by the way. I should have got his phone number, you know what yeah, I'm saying? But whatever. Exactly. That was neither here nor there. So then, you know, I kind of lost um, track of time because the conversation was good between the bartender and I. Next thing you know, I look down at my watch. It's 45 minutes later and he's still not there. So I text him. I was like, um, so are you still coming? Like, what's going on? He was like, oh, 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 yeah. I'm like three stops away. I'll be there soon. So I'm like, okay, so you coming from the Bronx? Like, where are you coming from? Because I was really confused as to why it took him so long to get there. Mind mm-hmm. you, he's from Brooklyn. I'm at the bottom of Manhattan. It shouldn't take that long for you to get there, especially right. if you're catching the A train, which is an express line. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then uh, after that, he finally gets there. Mind you, we're at um, like an hour now because of the fact that he said he was three stops away. So I'm out. So now it's here. It's eight o'clock. And um, he walks in. Then he's looking lost. So I'm like, um, are you okay? He was like, oh, yeah, I just didn't recognize you. Now, I was like, okay. So I was like, um, he was like, but no, no, I'm not saying that I don't recognize you in a bad way or whatever. You just look better today. So I was like, well, how the hell was I looking before? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. So then, okay, by this time, yes, I'm ready to go. Because I've already been sitting here for an hour and... I, you yeah. know, you're late in this and that. So we ended up going over to the side. Like, he gets his drink. We ended up going to the side or whatever where the couches are. And, like, I'm just uncomfortable. Like, this is how I know that I'm just not bobbing with somebody when I'm slowly inching away from the guy. Yeah. So, like, he was like, oh, well, every time you laugh, you move over another foot. Clearly, <laughs> 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 he's not getting the Exactly. <laughs> So I was just like, you know, I'm I'm having the conversation with him and he's telling me about, he's like, yeah, you know, I just want to tell you about myself or whatever. You know, I'm 
an aspiring fashion designer. So now, mind you, by the way that he looked, I was just like, okay, this man had on. Now, mind you, remember the the time where it was like the style that you had, like the jeans that looked kind of dirty. Uh, no. Okay, so there was this this there was like a fashion trend where the jeans. Like, it wasn't, like, a wash or whatever, but it just looked like a tannish. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, he had those on. Now, mind you, remember, that was from early 2000s. Yeah. He had those jeans on, plus this, like, random t-shirt that was super wrinkled, and, like, these dusty-looking sneakers that he came on this date to. And I was like, you want to be a fashion designer? Like, I'm just saying that in my mind. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to move to Atlanta, and everything about to pop for me. No, nah, nah. Out here. Mm-mm. Exactly. Don't come. <laughs> So I was just like, okay, so my this is going in the one ear and not the other. And I was already kind of mad because you know I like my sports. And we're in the middle of um, the finals. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I wanted to get home because this was um, the finals between Golden State and Cleveland when LeBron was there. So I'm oh, like, okay. you know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I was like, you messing up my vibe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, actually, you know, the game about to start or whatever. So I don't know um, what your plans are, but I want to watch the game. So you know, I, I'm I, I'm ready to head out. He was like, "Oh, yo, you in the you in the basketball? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go to this bar over here. They got a TV." So I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." So we go to the bar, and you know he. Um, pays for my next drink. He gets his drink. And I guess he's a lightweight because here he go, like trying to be all touchy feely and stuff. And I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> you know, keep your hands to yourself. Because yeah. again, I'm not feeling him. Don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's different if I am feeling the person, but I was not feeling him. I already automatically knew that it was a wrap after that date. So then, um, halftime comes so i was like okay this is my time to escape i can watch the rest of this game at home and chill mm-hmm. so um i was like all right so i'm actually gonna head back home or whatever because i gotta work tomorrow okay. so he was like all right let's go so we leave and then he's trying to put his arm around me but he's like trying to like graze my behind so i'm like oh you know <laughs> i was like um I said something cute, like, watch your hands or whatever. You're going to take my Metro card out of my pocket. Like, meaning that you are that close. That you're going to, you know, like, do that. So he was like, what you mean? Like, I don't want your fucking Metro card. I don't steal. Like, come on, man. Are you serious? Like, I can't believe you said that shit to me. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, that's enough. I was like, you know what? You have a good night. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and... leave so you go ahead and and go home or whatever so you know i hope you get home safe yeah get down on the train and the the way that i was going i was going back uptown so i i like to usually get in the front of the train so i'm walking towards the front Mm -hmm. and i see him in the opposite platform walking in the same direction as me so i'm like okay so is he trying to watch me get on the on the train Mm -hmm. so he like that's that's the jamaican i know (laughs) <laughs> so he's walking and I'm watching him and I'm like okay so I hope that he's not you know doing anything crazy mm-hmm. so then I finally on a train I'm glad that you know I made my way back uptown and then that was the end of that so I was like oh yeah we're not communicating with him any longer but then it wasn't until three months later I get a random text from him like I took all of all his information on my phone and all this stuff so I get a random text from him telling some howdy how you doing so i'm like 
you know, here I am thinking like, who is this? And I was on the phone with my best friend. Like, I don't know who this is. And this is why, even if I'm not talking to the person anymore, I still keep their number in because I want to know who it is. Is somebody like pop up where I can just be like, you know, whatever. That's who it was. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so he like sends me another text. So I'm like, so I was like, what is going on? So I texted him back. I was like, I'm sorry, you know, basically new phone, who this or whatever. Because I'm like, who is this? So he was like, oh, this is so-and-so. I was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, you know, remember me from da-da-da-da-da. I was like, I didn't meet you there, but, you know. What did you um, say? I do remember you. He said, remember me from the festival. And I was like, well, I didn't meet you at the festival, but, you know, I hope that you're doing well. And I just left it there. So then he was like, what you mean? You know, and I was surprised that I already had your number already. So, like, what you mean we didn't meet at the festival? I was like, we didn't meet at the festival. This nigga don't even remember what. (laughs) Exactly. So so he was like, um, so he was like, he was like, what? You're not. Kathy or something like that I was like no I'm wow. not so then, <laughs> exactly so I was like but again I hope you find Kathy I hope you're doing well and, I, <laughs> and I, this was like the third time that I tried to end it so then he was like um so he was like well where did we meet at and what did we do oh my god so I was like well we we did this we went to go see the game this was part of the finals but again you know I hope that you're again I tried to close it out again so mm-hmm. he was like oh well I guess it wasn't that memorable that I can't remember I said no if you didn't smoke so much weed you remember but anyway it doesn't matter because <laughs> at the end of the day it left much to be desired good day and then I left it at that good day <laughs> So that was Mr. Jamaica. Oh, God. That's a good day. <sighs> that, that's, yeah. oh, wow. Mm, I'm surprised you even kept it going that long. I would have been there. Sorry. Get off my phone. Just block. <laughs> block. <laughs> block. You're not Christian. No, blocks. They're not. You're not about to do it. Not about to do it. Because you can't even figure, you don't even know who you're calling. You don't know who you text exactly. You don't, you can't, you can't, you can't go on a date on time. Like, we're not about to do this. You probably should have got the number of the bartender. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. It was fine. Mm-hmm. And so. what, you know, he got a job. He can pour a good drink. And he has good conversation. That was the, that was the king right there. Yeah, he was fine. And he was chocolate too and tall. Okay. And he wasn't hey, well, <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah, but you know, um, that was a long time ago. I doubt that he's still working there anymore. But yeah, yeah. Take that way. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's the end of story time, y'all. But I'm sure y'all have stories to tell. So join the argument by sending in your letters, please. Submit your messy tale, what the fuck, or your fairy tale. Aww. Send them to tl.letsarguepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can make it easier by clicking the link on our Instagram page. And remember, it doesn't have to be a dating story as long as it fits the mold of a messy tale or a fairy tale, child. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, y'all. That wraps up the episode. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Uh, be sure to rate this episode and all of our other episodes on all of your major podcasts or preferred podcast platforms. Um, leave us your feedback. We love getting the feedback. Love seeing your comments. Just continue to share. We definitely appreciate it. Yes, yes. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Go to Let's Argue underscore the podcast for a preview of the next episode. And don't forget to submit your letters and your questions, please. Mm-hmm. And actually, quick thing. 
Did you watch uh, Married to Medicine? You know I did. Okay, so Dr. Heavenly, did you see how she was treating um, um, Contessa? I know it's Contessa, but I can't. I can't. I just can't. So Contessa, um, when she was like, oh, well, you know, he's feeling some type of way because I'm not home. And she's like, well, where, what, um, what's the place of a wife or whatever? Mm -hmm. So what did you think about that? So first of all, let's just, let's just time this all the way out. Let's start from the beginning. I'm not even going to talk about Heavenly's <laughs> commentary at this point in time, but why is Contessa leaving and mm-hmm. going and doing this program for several days out of the week when there's several colleges that are in the area? She could have went to Morehouse School of Medicine. And yeah, but it, well, no, not necessarily. So it depends on the program that she's trying to do. So, you know, like it, the same as if, you know, there's certain, um, like for me, my undergraduate degree was in supply chain management, right? So I wouldn't just go to any college and then expect to still enter that field. I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the college that has that program. And I know that I'll be set up for success and be able to go directly into what I'm trying to do because I'm going there. So I think that's from what I remember from the first episode, I think she's trying to do, I forgot what medicine it is, but she's trying to do some kind of specialty, um, um, especially medicine. I wonder what it was. It's gonna bother me. I don't remember, it's but public health, public right? Girl. But I think I, I feel like at the end of the day, like all of those colleges that are in the area, even if it wasn't just Morehouse School of Medicine, like my sister went to a state school and pu- studied public health. So, she but I think she just that. she could have, but I think she's just trying to, you know, have the best of the best of the best. I guess I don't know. Best of the best of the best, sir. Yeah, but still. At the end of the day, you know, you got a whole family. So you need to take that into consideration. It ain't Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just her and her husband or just her. Like, no. Yeah. I mean. So I agree to a certain extent with Heavenly in terms mm -hmm. of, um, yeah, you know, get yours. But you also have to take into consideration the variables that are going on in your life. You can't just up and run and get a whole rental property and be there up you know monday through friday or sunday through friday and then go home for two days of the weekend and expect but her husband was fine with it though that's my thing like i i i I don't agree but but she she was able to leave and he agreed he gonna pick up the kids drop them off feed them and clean at some point he had to be like all right yeah that's cool at some point he said that but i'm i think that he changed his mind not just changing of the mind. I think that he wasn't very um, forthcoming with how he felt about it. Because that if sounds I, like a personal problem. Yeah, it, it probably is. But I, at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> I think that that's what, where the issue lies. Because if you really 100% thought that this was going to be good, you wouldn't be getting attitudes and going into the movie room because True. she came home <laughs> from McDonald's. He slammed the door. I was Pretty like, sure um, sir, how... I see you with your feelings, but you're not communicating. Just say how you feel. I get it. I can. Comp- I completely understand. I empathize with it. My problem is, like, at some point there was an agreement, and yeah, granted, she could have got a local a school that was local to wherever she is, instead of going up to Tennessee. Tennessee is really not that far, though, y'all. It's like four to six hours, depending on what side of city you are. So it's not that far of a commute. She could leave. She can do like most people do. And commute here every day and sacrifice that much. Because people drop over here from Alabama every day. 
for a job. So she could technically do the same thing. So at some point, they agreed that she can go up there and just come home on the weekends or the, you know, three Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, if he's starting to regret that, that's on him. He needs to he needs to to voice that, but also recognize that, okay, sir, you agreed. Don't be mad. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I think he should have been very forthcoming with that from the beginning. But I also need to her to understand what's up, and don't just be like, I don't even. To be, I, I wish we would have known all of the options on the list because I'm like, yeah. why are we staying? Like what you just said, you know, if you are willing to sacrifice or whatever, I think she's taking it to an extreme by staying there. Like if that's the program for you, yeah. If it's a hop, skip, and a jump, three hours or whatever, you that's nothing. Yeah. Do whatever you. I mean, you got a car, you can drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. I mean, I. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was kind of interesting because you know the topic for today, and it, it made me think about what um, uh, Miss Heavenly said about the whole a woman's place, and I was like, oh, okay. But I think in this case, it's more so a mother's place. Like I, that's what I would say. Like it sounds like her kids may be missing her and her husband needs help. But I guarantee you that same energy wasn't given when she was home taking care of the kids. I'm just saying. I'm sure it wasn't. I mean, I I think that I will probably have a different point of view if it was just him and her. Mm-hmm. But now the kids are involved and they have three. I think that things need to be reevaluated. Yeah, they they might have to think this one through one more time. But again, she's not that far. She can she can come back much more, uh, you know, frequently than she is. But yeah, that's her. But yeah, okay. it was a decent episode. I didn't, yeah. you know, quiet and uh, what's the name? Oh, Lord. That was exhausting. Girl. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. Because I'm with um, Simone on that. We talked about this last year. Yeah. Oh, which wait, wait, which part are you talking about? Yeah, Quiet. you're right. At the beginning with oh, Quiet okay. and what's the name? So, sitting there going out, you know, back and forth on some some old news. I was like, what is what is happening? I don't understand. But it is what it is. Sounds like everybody's kissing and make, making up. So I don't know what's going to happen on the next episode, but it is right. what it is. All right. I just wanted to touch base with you on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Bye. I ain't never heard of no ish like that. Oh, my gosh.